Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Gaijin Hunter and Rurikan, and this is episode 34 of the Third Fleet Podcast. This is a show with hot drinks and even hotter dad jokes. And today we're joined by special guest Hey Jay. He's a Canadian gaming industry entrepreneur, founder of XP Game Summits, XP Game Jobs, a certified scrum master, and most well known for being the Monster Hunter community's favorite fresh hunter who just six months ago made a critique video on why he's not buying Monster Hunter Rise. But now six months later, he is a Monster Hunter fanatic and even recently was able to take down Alatrion solo in Monster Hunter Iceborne. When he isn't making amazing Monster Hunter journals on his YouTube channel, you can catch him out streaming all sorts of stuff on Twitch. Hey Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you for probably the best introduction I've ever heard <laughs> of myself. Like I'm, <laughs> my ego is so big right now. Thank you for that. <laughs> how are how are you with hot dad jokes? <laughs> um, I, I think I'm more with the cringe dad jokes. Is more my flavor of dad jokes. Oh right, you have the the cringe counter on the your streams counter, and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not bringing it to this podcast, right? Because that counter can no, get a no, little no. out of control. All right. I love the idea though. <laughs> What's the, so what's the difference between a hot dad joke and a cringe dad joke? I have absolutely no idea. Like <laughs> the, 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 the whole cringe thing is actually oh, okay. I something. Think I, got, I think I got it. I think a okay. cringe dad joke is what someone who didn't get it says. And a hot dad joke is, is a, a corny joke, but they got it. Okay. So then a hot dad joke is superior than a cringe dad joke. It's the responsibility of the listener. I think if, if if someone hears it and they get the joke and then and right. they're like, oh, it's come a hot on. Okay, that was a, that was oh, that was a, a hot dad joke. Otherwise, they're like, oh, that was a cringy dad joke. I'm like, it took you a second to get it, didn't it? You know, it's, <laughs> it's self admission. Okay, okay. So I, I can see I can see uh, both having their values, their pros and cons. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, so. Hey Jay, you've had uh, quite the experience getting into uh, Monster Hunter, but um, I think you will be uh, surprised to know maybe that it is not as uncommon as you might think for someone to jump into Monster Hunter and not only not like it, but actually hate it. Like I hated the first time I jumped into Monster Hunter. You guys took over my life. You pummeled me with kindness. You took away all my time and you made me discover these very uncomfortable biological functions of myself. Gamer sweat? What is that? I didn't know until I fought this black dragon. I'm like, what am I all sweaty? What? Actually, it was Anjanath that made me sweat the first time. Um, but yeah, I've heard uh, in the first couple of videos I made, the comment section, like if you want to see like a good sampling of the community's first time and first impression, everyone's like, I hate it too. I hate it yeah. too. Like there was so so much uh, empathy of like we we know we know. Give we it get, time. We get it. It's no, so what, it's, what was it's... your? I don't know your story. Like what was? Both both because I think both of you didn't like it. If I if I recall correctly, yeah, right? Neither of us liked Monster Hunter the first time that we played it. So with me, I think I was coming in probably out of like World of Warcraft or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but. I knew that there was a friend of mine who was really into Monster Hunter, and Monster Hunter Tri was coming out for the Wii, which was the only console that I had. I had like a PC and a Wii. And I was asking my friend, so should I play this game? Because you're always talking about it. I was like, dude, the game's amazing. You should totally get it. Like, you know, like every Monster Hunter fan will tell you, right? They're like, the game's amazing. Yeah. You have no idea. And then I started playing, and I was, I was like, dude, this game's terrible. I hate this. This game's so bad. What was your I, first weapon? Like when you, uh, when you were at that point and trying and being like, this isn't working for me. I was playing the hammer in Monster Hunter Try, and then I tried oh. Switch Axe, 
And good choice, it, good n- choice. none of those, none of those worked for me. And I actually gave up. I gave up on Monster Hunter Try. And it was only later that my friend, uh, he had Monster Hunter Freedom Unite for the PlayStation Portable. And I bought Freedom Unite on the Vita and it was actually compatible. We could play multiplayer. And so I went back to an even older version of the game to oh. play with my friend. And then that's when it clicked because my friend was telling me, okay, here's what we do. We go hunt this thing and then you craft this armor and then you make this weapon. And I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do when you craft this thing and then you go and you keep going and you kill another monster and craft another weapon and another, and another armor. And, you know, that's when it clicked. And then I just like started playing Monster Hunter and never stopped pretty much. So it sounds was- like you discovered the power of friendship. It sounds yeah. like the power of friendship carried you over there. It was pretty much. So yeah. I, I don't know if you just realized the irony that you you quit you, you almost quit playing it when it's called Monster Hunter Try. Oh. Oh. That's I so am. Funny. I am not. I am not up to the the quality of jokes here today. I'm like, wow. I'm out of class. No. Oh, no. You gave, you're, you're like you're like I, you know I gave Monster Hunter Try a try and I didn't like it. I'm like what? Is it- was that the face palm? Was that what was going on there? Yeah, I was. Oh, it man. clicked in my head. I'm just like, oh god, that is so funny. <laughs> no, I was the I same. I, I it was a uh, monster. I live in Japan, so I well, I moved here when I was uh, turned 21. Uh, so I've been here for quite some time. But I knew monster Hunter was a thing. It's just I never had really any friends or really had any, any interest. But when I got uh, Monster Hunter, I was listening to my friends at the Eight Four podcast talk about their Monster Hunter experience with uh, Try. And so when Try G came out, the ultimate, it's sort of like the Iceborne expansion for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a 3DS. I bought the game. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And like nine hours later, I was literally 12 hours away from selling the game until a That's co-worker. a pretty long time of investment yeah. before you were like, oh, yeah. Oh. So, I mean, uh, it's, um. so, and then a coworker who used to play it, uh, we went out to lunch and he's like, why don't you like it? And I explained it to him and he's like, you don't get it. This is not an action game. This is a hunting game. Sat me through, told me the loop and then said, try doing this. Because I was almost defeated by, um, of all people, Arzuros. <laughs> oh my goodness. Pooh Bear. Yeah, I almost I almost <laughs> gave up the game because of Pooh Bear, who, which is laughable now when I think about it. Um, and I a started out... God, I think I... I don't know what I started out with. Um, I want to say it was dual blades um but it wasn't until i picked up lance then the game clicked for me oh lance user and now you're more then, of like charge blade right no 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 opposite a charge blade is actually my least used weapon right now i was really into charge blade back oh. when they first introduced it but i play all the weapons um mm-hmm. for the most part but um it was like the double bracadios g rank back then they didn't scale mm-hmm. the the multiplayer hub, so it was for you know it's scaled for multiplayer even though you're solo. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, oh yeah. So um, and there was no online back then. So unless you had physical friends, <laughs> you're doing it solo. Um, right. And there was a double Bracadios quest that broke me as a lance user because <laughs> he was really fast back then. Mm-hmm. So that got me into trying other weapons. Fell in love with the certain shield. Then I mm-hmm. fell in love with every weapon, and the rest is history. So try was the that was the one with the water, right? Yeah. Yeah. So every time people are like, oh, I hated the underwater. I'm like, okay, you didn't use Lance. At least I know that, because that weapon was the one exception for underwater. It was so good underwater. 
that terrifies me so much. Like I've never heard in the history of video games anybody say video games and water like works. Like water <laughs> levels are the worst. So when you're telling me, wait, Monster Hunter and water, that sounds horrendous. Like I don't even yeah. want to try that because how how can it be good? <laughs> you're now well, adding. Well, imagine whole... on the 3DS there wasn't even unless you bought the clunk like the big circle pad pro you didn't even have mm-hmm. any your second analog stick oh my so goodness. that's when they intru- that's when they introduced the target camera where you could just haven't click L you, and it would focus on the haven't monster. you heard of the the famous claw grip where people would hold their controllers like with their fingers like this oh yeah like no no this is this is from D-pad. psp area psp yeah. era you used to be able to move the camera but with the d-pad so you would claw, oh, wow. you would make like a claw with your left hand oh, so that you could rotate God. the camera as you play. It was um, it's a painful <laughs> um, condition. So These sound terrible. I'm, <laughs> I'm, ve- I'm very curious. What was the first like thing that happened to you in the game that you were just like, this game is not for me, right? What weapon were you using? And why was it? Was it because like maybe you wanted some lock on or something? Because usually that's the thing that I hear from people. It's like, there's no lock on. My character keeps attacking in awkward directions. Like, what so was the thing? The the fresh memory, which was when I tried the Rise demo. Because when I tried Try, Try, Try. Uh, I Wait, think you I played an, Try? I tried to get into <laughs> Monster Hunter. Because, okay, so I joined uh, Nintendo Enthusiasts in 2014 nintendoenthusiast.com and they had a rabid monster hunter community there and that's the first time i had really heard of the game and all the people in the forums like they were really big into the community uh like they praised this game so much talked about how much time they put in and it was really like funny because it was kind of my first impression of monster hunter which you know five six years later i would actually discover the entire communities like this uh which is a good thing but anyway so i was like if this game is so good let's go give it a try so i went out i bought a used copy of monster hunter try ultimate for the wii u and um i can't even remember the weapon i tried but i just remember moving around i was like this is slow this is clunky where's the health bars uh like i had no concept of what this game was even supposed to be and i think i got uh within an hour it said something about connecting online and having to do things online and like i'm really not into the online like i play my mmos solo and actually when it comes time to raid i'm like oh i don't want to do the (laughs) multiplayer stuff i like playing alone and so all of that combined, I was, I don't even think I made it to the water part. I was just like, no, not for me. And I returned it. So didn't touch that and didn't touch the franchise until rise where everything seemed faster. You know, I had seen the hype of monster hunter grow over the last few years with, I think for you had a huge booth at yeah. PAX East in Boston. I saw when world was released, I was at E3 and like, there was this monster hunter energy. And I was like, okay, this franchise is really like, I, it's really grabbing a lot of attention. I should really give it another chance. Maybe it's more mainstream now. And so I picked up the Rise demo. I think I, yeah, I, got, I started with the great sword and I knew it was supposed to be clunky. So I'm like, okay, it's clunky, but maybe I can figure it out. As I'm figuring it out, I couldn't get my targeting cam to work. I'm like, what is this crazy menu I have to go through while I'm hunting and doing things? And I was just like tripping over myself button wise. And I'm like panicking because there's so many things thrown at you. I'm trying mm-hmm. to, move and my stamina hits zero and then like you're open for attacks like there's so many things that go wrong when you're thrown into the thick of it tried with long sword because i'm like oh this is probably like a katana it probably feels like ghost of tsushima <laughs> i was like nope not at all <laughs> and then i went in with a bow and i'm just like what am i even doing i think i went with a bow against mizutsune which was uh you know an intermediate quest so that i got slapped hard on that 
And I was just like, I like the writing. Like I was on the Palamute and I was like, okay, I like this. I like, I like the drift. I like all that. But the fighting, I was like, this is garbage. And then <laughs> I made a video about it. <laughs> Your video was great. And it's, it's something that I always, I have, I'm still struggling with the, a part of the community uh, when it comes to critiquing stuff. I think you do such an excellent job of one, being respectful to what you critique um, and saying, look, I don't like this because of this. Um, maybe, that, you know, that's its identity. Maybe it's not for me. Um, but you were really, really, I think, fair, honest, and articulated well in your video. And I think that's what echoed with a lot of people. I think there's just not a lot of people who learn how to verbally critique stuff. So I could tell, like, you must have a journalistic background or something because it's uh, just, it was so well spoken. I think that, you know, people were not offended by you saying, like, this felt clunky or slow. And they're like, no, it's not. This is the fastest ever. And, yeah, well, my background is actually an engineer, so I'm like the least. Uh, <laughs> the, they're not known for being too eloquent in their speech. Oh yeah, it's kind of a one well, or a zero. This sucks. This is good. Um, no, I've just. I I think I'm very aware of, like I'm I'm empathetic to the community. Like I can recognize there's a massive community. I'm like, who am I? This guy who's new to the franchise going to put out a video and just going to like throw hate on a on a on a community that like these things sell millions. So like clearly there's something I'm not getting. There's something that's not clicking mm. with me. And it was really that was my goal was not to come out and, you know, shit on the community. It was really why can't this click for me? It was honestly kind of almost a call for help. And well, you guys yeah. answered. <laughs> it was uh sharing that experience um and seeing what what other people and a lot of people said, Yeah, I get it. And then as most of you said, that's the normal process. Yeah. And I love you the need... idea that you did afterwards, which was the journals as you as you opened up to the franchise, you decided to do recaps for people that couldn't watch your stream. And I imagine you must have a huge stock of just like footage. I, I'm not a Twitch streamer, so I don't know how that works, but I don't know how you guys are able to pick up so much uh, video of all the stuff you did. That I owe entirely to um, my editor. So uh, I used to edit all my stuff. And honestly, the journal format came about, I used to heavily edit my videos when I, I so I started on YouTube on Nintendo enthusiasts and if you look at my videos there they are heavily edited I even did a documentary on the history of Nintendo at E3 which took me like 100 hours to edit got mm. abysmal views uh, and then on Hey J when I was trying to figure out what content am I going to do I used to do a late night news show which was like in the style of Stephen Colbert I had scripted jokes they were also cringe um, I had this thing that <laughs> called Indie Corner where I highlighted indie games and they all took maybe 10 hours to like put together and the more I went on, I'm like, I still want to do YouTube content, but I got my day job and I got all these other responsibilities, you know, as, as a father and everything. Um, eventually, I'm like, I'm just going to play a game and I'm just going to be candid with the camera and just share like not no script. Let's just go. And that mm. kind of became my format at the end of 2019, where I would review a whole game. So now I kind of took that format. I'm like, well, I'm going through this journey, which is going to take me, you know, a long time. And I didn't want to start playing Monster Hunter and have everyone who was invested in my experience to have to wait 50, 60 hours for me to finish the game and then be like, Oh, here's what I thought. So I figured let's go on this journey together. And through that, uh, some viewers started taking my streams and editing it. Uh, they call themselves. So these people, they call themselves the council. I don't know if you've seen them, um, in my <laughs> no. comments they're, they're they're saying like the council is always watching. Um, <laughs> so like, a group of my community started and then like they would show up in Twitch and they're like, the council is watching. And uh, <laughs> um, once they made a joke about like 
the council is watching through your son's left eye, like cybernetic implant or something. And I guess my son, so my son's 12. Uh, I guess he read that somewhere and he walks up to me and he's like, dad, the council is watching through my left. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was so freaked out. Um, so anyways, so they started just clipping my streams into and like adding memes and jokes. And honestly, I loved it. I was like, this is good stuff. And like they started their own channel. It's actually called The Council. And after two, oh, three episodes, see. yeah, yeah, they're really good compilations. Uh, and those are of my Monster Hunter Rise streams. That's when they started doing that. And so I asked the editor, I was like, do you want to come and edit for my channel and like be compensated for it? <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, I, I would love to. And uh, so we started working together and he kind of adapted his style more to the journal where I'm like, you know, the, the journal is still me telling a story, but I love how you visually convey. Mm. And now you've started seeing more like time and production because when I was editing my journals, I had about an hour to two hours to edit. Yeah. Whereas the editor, he puts in, I think like eight to 10 hours per video. So you're getting a lot more uh, entertainment and quality out of those edits. Very interesting. Yeah, your your chat is is in your community is hilarious. I, I'm always afraid that they're leading you down the wrong path. It's like the Dark Souls community, right? Very kind of like, you know, like that. It's it's like you're you're messing with your bro your bros and your and your amazing dudes and you're like, amazing hey, chest hey, ahead, at yeah, the, right at left. the edge of a precipice, like amazing <laughs> yeah. chest if, ahead. If, if you go down down there, there's a platform. Oh yeah, it was a <laughs> yeah. hundred feet down. But. Just just one more step, just one step forward. Take a leap of faith, I, something like that. There's tons of that in Dark Souls. I love it. Like I was almost expecting to go into like your Elatrion stream, um, which mm -hmm. I was super interested in watching. I was almost expecting to go in there and see you using a fire weapon because people are like he's in he's in fire mode or or he's in fire mode. You should use fire or something like that. I'm like, oh my goodness, that okay. would be so bad. <laughs> At least they didn't uh, they didn't do that to you, but they're they're funny. They are they they can be trolly, but I think they are very um, like classy trolls where they will troll at an opportune moment. Nobody in like a, a, a fight like Alatran, nobody was like, d they didn't lead me astray yeah. poorly. But yeah, they're for rooting example, for you. So yeah, like one of my community mascots. I don't know if you can see it back here. This is one of my emotes that came about the monster hunter. The yellow the, boy, um, the smug toad. Um, so in one of my first streams, I saw a toad and I kicked it, not knowing it would shock you. <laughs> and so, um, everybody that became one of the iconic moments of the journey. And so I had an artist who put this together and I don't know if you can see the smile, but it's like smirking yeah. and I feel this toad embodies the community of like, everybody's just watching with that smirk, just waiting for like that opportunity to have another kick the toad moment. Oh, so I love it. what weapon did you, you know, what, what was the first weapon that you're like, okay, I'm, I'm gelling with this weapon, right? This, this weapon feels good. Cause that's kind of, I feel like that's a special moment in, in monster hunter in general, when you first, you know, you try out all the weapons and you're like, oh no, this one, this one's good. Yeah. Well, I think we need to do yeah. a quick rewind. I think just so if people aren't watching you, which they should, I think you started with the rise demo. You didn't like it. And mm -hmm. then, where did the transition happen to world? Because that's where you grew as a hunter was through world and Iceborne, I believe, right. right? So it started off with the demo impressions, followed by I discovered the community. I made a video about the community being kind. And then the third one is where I said, I pledge to make my way through the credits of to the credits of Monster Hunter World. Um, yeah. So those, there's those three videos. And then I went on and I tried Monster Hunter World 
uh, and I was supposed to only play till the credits. And I honestly thought I was going to hate my like life playing streaming that. <laughs> Luckily, I loved it from the first stream. It was enjoyable. And from there, I and I decided to go Iceborne, and then I um, and then I also bought. Well, I didn't buy it, but I got Rise. And so it was the handler wasn't she she got you right. That's what I enjoyed the handler. Everybody was preparing because the community suggested the counters I would have on my stream before I even knew anything about the game. And people put the handler cringe counter. And after I think a month or two, I was like, this handler is not cringe. And everyone's like, hey, Jay's more cringe. So we changed the counter to a hey, Jay cringe counter. No, she's a, she's an okay kid. She, she's handler, just the victim of the writing, but she's a good serious kid. No, 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 no. The handler <laughs> is the handler is amazing. Like, I'm sorry, anyone who gives crap to the handler, I completely disagree. I disavow. I think the handler is a good character overall. And people are saying that the serious handler is better, and I'm like, no, it's not. No way. She is boring mm. as hell. Yeah, she's, a bit, she's. I don't know. She's got a and certain she, energy about her. I prefer. Okay. I, pre- Let, I mean, let's go back during to my during my <laughs> two day date with her of like when she was tagging along yeah. until she left. Reminding me. you uh, that uh, she's only there temporarily. It was a little heartbreaking. I'm like, why do you gotta remind me all the time? Like, can't we just all enjoy the, the moment together? And she's like, remember, <laughs> I'm not your actual handler. She's yeah. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> okay, so weapon wise, you you get into world. Yeah. What do you try, and how do you find the weapon, and what was the glorious? weapons so sword and shield was what i started with i think i slayed my first uh very good first few stream with sword and shield but (laughs) it's got a shield so you know rick on here loves his shields um some of the advice i got was go to the training pole play around with everything and learn what Mm. clicks and i remember it was the switch axe and the charge blade that i was swinging these around i was like oh this feels nice like i was trying things i was like what do I love about this? And people were like, really a charge blade user? That's wild. And I was gravitating towards the charge blade, but it was just not click. I'm like, oh my God, okay. I got to charge my shield. Then I got to like charge my axe. <laughs> then I got to charge my sword and then got to unleash the big. But the switch axe felt like a nice balance between the sword and sh- like the simplicity of the sword and shield. I say simplicity mm. kindly. Like I know there's depth to it. Um, and the a little bit more complexity of the charge blade. I felt the switch axe sat nicely between those styles. And I was like, this is me. Um, and I've, I've never looked back. Like I love the switch axe. I s- tried to play with other weapons uh, along the way and nothing has ever like felt as fluid and as good as a switch axe so far. So shout out to the Swax gang. They are a passionate bunch. Switch Axe is good. When the um, when the beta came out for World, I was actually considering maining Switch Axe uh, during World because I really, really enjoyed it. Like Zero Sum Discharge, incredibly mm. satisfying. I was just like, spam this every <laughs> chance I get. <laughs> I mean, that's, the Switch Axe is what gave birth to the Hey J sensation, which I would love you to explain to everybody. Well, it's the Hey J invasion sensation. Oh, the invasion <laughs> sensation. So uh, I was actually a... T- well, I mean... Until recently, I would say I was a horrible switch axe uh, user because I would only use axe. And every, like, until Iceborne, I was put pretty much using axe. And it's only recently I'm like, oh, there's a sword to this thing and it does more damage. <laughs> um, but it was during a, a, my first Legiana fight, which that too Ooh. I named. I'm terrible with naming, by the way. So if I drop like bad naming, so far I think I've been good, but it's it's my signature move like mislabeling things uh as you saw as we watched the uh monster hunter trailer together i'm like oh cool a teostra and you're like 
that's Lunastra. Uh, but anyways, so I'm fighting uh, Liana, and uh, there's a part where it falls, and it's basically it's behind is right in front of me, and it, we're getting close to the end, and I just zero sum discharge right in its behind. And I, I, it just lined up so good. I'm like, get ready for an invasion sensation. And it killed it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and from that point on, is this like podcast rated a like PG-13? No, no. <laughs> okay. I, 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 actually, I, actually, I actually curse a lot and I'm trying to not do that. But yeah, um, we, we, okay. we just try not to curse because sometimes we've we've heard from some people like, hey, I'm trying to listen to this podcast in the car with my child. And oh, my goodness. Like, so now they're <laughs> hearing me describe how I invasion sensation. <laughs> it, it should be fine. That should be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the, the way the like the camera was, it honestly looked like I just I don't know if you guys have ever shove it in uh, there, you know. Watch like the thousand pains, thousand years of pain from Naruto where yep. like Kakashi yep. like same energy yeah (laughs) so um that was my signature move and the community loved it and i just kind of kept running with it uh trying to so funny i i I don't i don't watch i don't know naruto but i know the gesture of what you're doing that's that's a very well-known thing in japan is is all the kids do it to each other and their parents and Oh, they actually. Do I don't it? know if you know this, but this. Oh yeah, this is. Oh, they. It's. They, they say kancho, and they. And they poke you in the butt. <laughs> oh my goodness! And the thing is, kancho means. Um, what is it? Uh, it's. Enema. Okay. Oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a thing here. Like kids all go around and they go kancho and they poke each other in the butt. My. It's goodness. almost like a wedgie, like in the West. Sure, a little bit more uh, invasive, but a little bit more nice spirited <laughs> than a wedgie. Because nice spirit, I mean, nice spirited. It's nice spirited I, I because I'm... I don't, I don't think they'll actually just like stick it in there. It's Thrust just like, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Boop, they, they don't, you know, it actually... <laughs> yeah, if it's, <laughs> it's, it's not it's, a it's, hey J invasion sensation. <laughs> it's a friendly, it's a friendly poke. <laughs> it's just a little bit of a friendly poke. So, so hey Jay, when are you going to become a Gunlands main, and why are you not playing the? Gunlands? Oh my goodness! This, I have to this say, is a very I love, important thing. I love the boom of the Gunlands. Um, the wyvern fire. I think, I think that's what it's called. I call it the boom. I simplify <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, I because I I think I first started playing with that when Diablo swiped the floor with me, and people were like go Gunlands or go Lance. Mm. Um. And I, I, I just remember, I was like, okay, so you step, poke, poke, block, boom, that's it. And I was like, hey, I'm okay with this. Like, I like this. I know it's it's more complex than that, I'm sure. Um, but it feels good. Like, you just feel like a tank and you're just like, out of my way. And like, they come at you and you just block them. So th- there's so much, like, we're all talking that I've beat Alatreon and I'm at the end of my journey. But like, there's so much game like I've seen people do longsword, right? The, it looks so cool. Like when you see like a pro player, like use longsword. Um, it's it's blades, always the longsword. It's, it's always <laughs> the longsword. Like, oh man, longsword looks so good. No, no, longsword sucks. Okay, longsword is bad. <laughs> Anything with deflection looks cool because I can't deflect anything with a switch axe. It's I, I'm just yeah. bashing and rolling and baiting. But uh, anything like the gun lance or the or anything that you can parry or block and then counter like that mechanic, I want to feel that. Like I want to feel this massive monster come down on me. I'm oh man! Like, oh, if you nope. if you ever get, have you ever gotten the uh, shodu, uh Was it the Mitsu Shodugeki with the sword and shield? Oh and yeah, rise. and, it's and a, rise. It's a counter that you do a full like like Street Fighter uppercut, and it knocks the living oh. out a lot of monsters. Yeah. It no. is the most 
insane dopamine drip you've will ever have in your life. <laughs> it's like it's like when Proof of a Hero comes on. Like you you just okay, I'm like, whoa. Not um, to like yeah, it's, change gears. Proof of a hero. Did you feel mm-hmm. the dopamine hit when uh in Rise when they dropped it on um <clears throat> who's oh my god, is it Ibushi? Ib- I think yeah, it's in Ibushi <laughs> the first time you hear it. Yeah. Is, is, it was it, no. I, okay, because no. that was my first no. time hearing proof of a hero no. in fight. That's like, not a heroic what moment because that's literally a punching this? bag quest. It's yeah. a punching bag quest. Like it's like you're trying to make a heroic <clears throat> moment out of this. Like, why don't you just play it when I'm gathering like mushrooms or something at that point? <laughs> well, I my mean, experience is you're being you're you're being a little bit gatekeepy now, and that that's weird of you to be I mean, come on, there's a lot of players where Ibushi was probably a challenge for them, right? You know? For I was you, getting no, flung no, in the no, air no, half no, the time. No, the problem is no, 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 no. Let me let me clarify. When you use proof of a hero during a fight, it should happen at a very key moment where you did something yeah. amazing, right? So Agreed. it feels like it's playing for you, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've I'm I'm in the zone, you know, like when you're in Gogmazios and you hit the big cannon, um, or you know, like um. I won't it needs to be about, well taken. I won't, I won't talk about hunts that you've done. One. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't we, we're not gonna spoil you. We're not gonna talk about anything you haven't hunted. Um but like moments where, you know, there's something amazing that happens that you did, uh that triggers it, that's why it feels good. And I think the Ibushi one, I don't even remember what I think it just played. I don't even know if I did anything when it happened. It's when you got to the I, end of the rampage and it's pounding on your last door, it's playing there and I'm like, what? And I'm yeah, and when it kicked in for me, I was in the air flailing because I was yeah, stuck yeah. in a tornado. I was like, it's pl- it was playing for no. him, not you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm the monster. I see. I'm the boss. Uh, He's but on when his they way play- to his girlfriend. Yeah, but when I played it later, with or when they played it later with uh, All Mother, I think that fit better. Like that ending, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. this is all connecting, and this feels good. With with Alma because that is after you do the wyvern riding with exactly. when, whatever monster comes That's in. Like they it set it in. up. There was like beats to that fight where I'm like, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna keep pushing through Iceborne, right? Well, I've only got Fatalis left. Exactly. So gonna, I mean, that's the last. That's my final boss yeah, right there. I know, but you're gonna oh, do man. it, right? So because there's gonna oh, yeah, be one of those <laughs> moments, and there <laughs> is like one of the best uses of proof of a I hero. That we've ever seen. That's what, I was gonna say. You are you are aware that, I mean, the Trayon hunt. You actually did relatively fast. I think. Um, it took me. It three only weeks. took you maybe. It only took you like ten hours, though, right? Of actual. 10 only to hours. Ten. T- I that's, was in yeah. ten hours of fighting that thing. Yeah. That feels, that's a lot of people have spent time. a lot more time. Trust me. Yeah. Really. Um, that's it's in it's it's actually really impressive to me that you're able to get so good so fast at that hunt. My yeah, that, well, thank you. Doing that hunt solo is very challenging. Like to give you to give you an idea, when I was perfecting that hunt to the point where I wanted to have a video where I would it's not like I'm speed running it because I'm never gonna be a speedrunner. I'm just it's just not in my blood, but I wanted to have like a clean kill. And to mm-hmm. get that first clean kill, it took me 13 hours. Like I can kill it sloppily, yeah. but like to get yeah. a clean kill, it took me 13 hours almost of nonstop play to get into the zone to beat Alatreon. But, yes, I, I, believe. but I, I did, I did it. In, I did it in a weird way, though. I should point that out, which was elemental gun lance without shelling, which is weird and awkward. But yeah. was there a reason that you couldn't da- do shelling? Fire damage ain't gonna be helping you. What? Uh, what? AJ, is there a reason you couldn't shell? 
Like you can, it's it's a weapon. it's a waste it's a waste of time in Alatreon to shell because you need oh, okay. to do elemental damage as much as you can, and shelling gives you like a tiny little bit of fire damage. So it's it's whatever. It's kind of a waste of time. And there's no, again, dumb question. There's no ammo with the gun lance. Like it's not like you can just change the coding to change your element on that one. No, right? no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. fixed damage like a bomb or something. Yeah, it's what? like a barrel better, bomb basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so wherever you hit, this is like the same damage. Well, so first of all, thank you for uh, the compliments of the fight. Where my pride is, is the fact that I was intending to fight that dragon at master rank 100, and I killed him at master rank 84. And I think oh. that means... Yeah, that, no like, no health augments to carry. That is, that is actually you. even more impressive. Like, oh, that I had is... One, Rickon, I'm telling you. I had one health I'm augment. impressed. I had one health uh, well, on the switch axe. One, what's one? I mean, come on. I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> that's all I had. <laughs> I you didn't even have. You didn't even have divine blessing level five on. No, so I crafted it after your advice. So after the second stream, I'm like, this is dumb. What am I doing? So I got the golden rathian with the divine blessing armor, and before I put it on, I was like, let me try. What? Let me try again. Like, I, I feel like I was getting closer, and I put two more hours in stream three, and I finally killed it. Um, so. Like my pride is the fact that I did not need to use divine blessing. Um, it's it's so it's impressive because the switch axe is not an easy weapon to use against a lot because you got to be yep. because I don't know how many levels of evasion distance you have or don't have on, but it's it's a very tough right. fight fight to keep yourself close to him because he jumps around all over. Yeah, that, so that was one of the biggest struggles I had uh, whenever he flew in the first time. I'm like, how do I deal with this? How do I get him down? And I died a lot because I was trying to be aggressive when he's flying. And what mm. helped me is just forget about it. I'm like, that is not my window to do damage. Just focus on dodging. And as much, this is probably sloppy, but I was using my ax and like taking a few pot shots when he was above me. Mm. But otherwise I'm like, whatever, he's in the air. He's going to come back down. That's when I'm going to do my damage. And no, it worked out. You can't, you can't think of that as sloppy. Like what you need to do is like, if you're using the entirety of the moveset of your weapon to hit the monster, that's exactly mm -hmm. the right thing to do. It doesn't matter if it's, oh, is this the most, op are you hitting the monster? Good. That's perfect. That's exactly what you need to be doing. Like with the gun lance, sometimes when a monster's flying above me, there's a move yep. that you can do that will do like a, a like a slash upwards. And then at the end of that, you can shell. It's not going to deal that much damage, oh. but I'll do it often. Just like bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bang. Just to get it's something. Like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just do something. Steal damage. That's what matters. <laughs> well, I, I actually talk a little bit about this. So my journal on the Alatran fight is not out yet. It's coming out this week. And I go into that because I... In retrospect, I learned that like Alatran was my greatest wall, and I realized I lost confidence in myself at one point, and I stopped playing the way I was playing the last 100, 200 hours, and I really gave in to the feedback I was getting on stream, and I was like, because in my mind, I was not supposed to beat this monster, and I was like, maybe I'm not playing right, and everybody said, Axe mode, don't use it, just don't use it, like... And that confused me so much because my natural play style, I was switching through the whole game. Now during mm. Alatran, I'm forcing myself to do sword mode, which reduces my gauge and sends me into the manual reload. And I was like, why is this happening so much? Like, cause I never understood the gauge properly because through all my other gameplay, I was naturally recharging it because I was in ax mode so much. So that like threw me off. And then that was breaking mm. my confidence. I was like, I'm not a good switch ax user. I don't know what I'm doing. And after like a lot of reflection and like looking up um, how other people are doing it. So uh, after the first stream, I did a challenge to the community of use my loadout, see if you can kill Alatran with this loadout. And I got 20 or 30 entries of people showing me that they did it. And I noticed a lot of people were using Axe here and there. I was like, oh, 
my play style is not that bad. And that's when I kind of got that confidence back of, as you say, who cares how you use your weapon? Exactly. Just hit the monster. Exactly. Have fun. It's Use it however it, you want. It's one of the reasons if, why I don't cover combos in my tutorials. Um, because I, I don't want to lock people into a way of thinking, like, this is the combo to use. Like, there's optimal ones for sure. But it just, I mean, if you know what your tool set is, great. That's all you need to know. And then how you want to use it is is your personal play style. So, yeah. So, as long as you're having fun with it. And yeah. You're making progress. I think that's the biggest, uh, the most important thing. I was so humble. I had such a hard time with Alatrion the first time. And I don't know if you know how much of a controversy that monster caused when it came oh, out. Oh, yeah. No, I don't, I'm was, not aware. The community was shook at its core because of it. Because people, like you were saying, they have their way of playing. And for a lot of people, that means putting on a blast weapon and just going ham on a monster. And for the game, for the first time ever, to say... I don't care if you're patient. I don't care if you want to use your blast weapon. No, there are rules to this fight. And you're going to fight aggressive. You're going to use an element. You're going to be careful where you're hitting. And people were like, screw this. This is ridiculous. And there was the game petitioning. It got reviewed bomb. People yeah, were the petitioning game got it. Bombed. Like Capcom. Oh, people yeah, had no it was su- It was such a hard challenge for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not most, but a lot of people. Um, that they just flat out said, this is artificial difficulty, this is bull. bull. And the one-hit kill mechanic with the judgment, and yeah. everyone was just crazy where you had this other side of the community that wanted to help, and they're like, just bring like a Beotodus weapon. like You'll get the down if you hit the front legs. But the game doesn't really communicate all that to you, right? So yeah. there was a lot of uh, controversy over that monster uh, with its difficulty and, and narrowing scope. But I find that the most interesting thing because monster hunter has never had that you've all i mean they've had hunts that were like 30 minutes so like you had to be pretty damage heavy but they never locked you into like okay you really need to plan and a certain way for this hunt and use a specific weapon yeah but but it was fascinating seeing how people were split on it the interesting thing is that i don't even uh, after a while like at the start yeah i was like okay you got to use an elemental weapon and all that but after, you know, beating the fight a bunch of times, I was like, you actually don't need to use an elemental weapon, which was an interesting thing because a lot of comments that I received on that fight were people telling me, I can deal with anything in that fight except Eschaton Judgment. And I'm just like, well, if you can deal with anything in that fight except Eschaton Judgment, take Fortified, die fine. twice and beat it. Like I yeah. said, so just take Fortified, yeah. die twice and beat it. It's not that hard. Like you'll be yeah, able to do problem, it just fine. The problem is yeah, that you're not the handling the entirety online. of the fight. You're not handling the entirety of the fight. Don't lie. Yeah. Like, that's and a lie. <laughs> a lot of people try to go online, and there was a lot of people who did not understand the fight. Yep. So you'd be going online and people using blast weapons or or just not knowing what they're doing. And like one ju- when you have more, more people, one judgment means the end of the hunt because that's four right. cards yeah. or three cards right there. So it was incredibly – a lot of people gave up and said, you know, I can't, I can't beat this. Uh, but a lot of us pushed on. And mm-hmm. man, is it a moment when you get it. You're just like, I leveled up as a hunter. Like there's something in me that, that changed. I feel like I've, I ran I've so, new, new so many lobbies of that just to try and get, and listen, you guys, you guys didn't get it. Okay. Come with me. Let's go. I even had at one point, I was like, listen guys, I'm going to bring so much elemental damage. You can bring your blast <laughs> weapons. It's not even going to make a difference. Cause yeah. I would trigger, okay. I would solo this, the friggin the, what, what are they called? The, the staggers. I would solo this, the elemental yeah. staggers. <laughs> like, it's fine. So Don't I will worry tell about you. It. 
you did better than even I did. For example, I was not able to solo it on my first kill. I had to go in with two people. Uh, so it was two of us. But I'm I not tried over I, and over uh, again. I, just... I worry about multiplayer a bit because with multiplayer, it has more HP. So you have to do like collectively more damage. And then you also have more liabilities because if your team Yeah, people die. Yeah. Yeah, so I but, wasn't uh, able to solo it at first, but I did too. And then I did solo because people were like, oh, that doesn't count. And they were being really mean to me, but <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Um, to your point though, that you don't need the elemental damage. There's actually members of my community that while they were doing my challenge with the ice, um, the ice axe from uh, Baryoth, that's the switch axe I used. Um, they accidentally locked Alatreon into ice mode and they're like, Oh, and they still <laughs> finished the challenge. Like even him locked in ice mode, they, they just kept wailing on him and they're like, well, yeah. made it through it anyways. Yeah. Uh, with, with my gear too, which isn't like, uh, at full proper end game gear. So I have to ask, have you, I didn't, I was not able to stick around for the end of the last stream. I had to leave in the middle of it, but did you go to fight baby Alatran yet or no? Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you missed it because uh, I did. I actually went and peeked at Fatalis too. Uh, oh, wow. So I went to, for the baby and uh, I was going in now with my new Alatran uh, switch axe and I was going in with like a, an armor set I put together very quick. Like I didn't optimize or anything. And I don't know what happened, but I was like, I went in very nervous. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like I like I was just off my game and people are like, he's so easy. He's so easy. Like you got this. I was like, I don't know. Like that. I barely got through that last one. And I went in and within I tried to do. So this is the first time I get dumped at the camp. So I have the chance to do the wall bang. And so I go in and I'm like, okay, what, when do I do the wall bang? Do I put like the mantle at the camp? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. I go in and I try to wall bang and I somehow I missed, like I gave yeah, him enough happened. time to like move a little bit. It's not so consistent. Yeah. No, it's, it's actually, it's not, it's not super consistent. Like I've had plenty of Elatran attempts where I'll do, I'll do the exact same thing on two attempts and in one it works and in the other one it doesn't. It's not super consistent. To get the wall back. Oh. I mean, just do what I do. I get on his face. I do it too early. And so the lightning just kills my entire mantle and knocks me off. <laughs> oh, man. Because I, did, so, yeah, I so didn't have rock steady mantle at that point. I, I refused to get it. You so don't I, <laughs> I know. So I just put on temporal, but it just died in a second. Yeah. So in the baby one, I uh, so I miss my wall bang, and I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do now? Like, like that threw me off my game. And I died within two minutes, and people were like, what and then i go back in and um i'm like i'm missing my attacks he's hitting me and he knocks me out again and people are like bro you just beat him what's going on and i was like i'm just like off my mental game so i abandoned the quest went back to my old loadout i brought back my ice frot my yeah. uh, whatever ice axe went in killed him it was so easy honestly um and then i went and peeked at fatal so i was like let's go see what the big deal is with Ooh, this big black so you got dragon. To see the whole full intro scene and everything cinematic and it's, it's, everything it's quite a setup isn't it it is. I was like, oh, I wish I knew. Like, it's, I'm like, this feels like it's playing to the fan base. I'm like, I'm not understanding a lot of the lore that they're referencing here, but I can see yeah. that they're hitting at some heartstrings that I'm not understanding. But what a setup of like, we're at a castle. There's like an old civilization that got wiped out. And I'm just like, I was not expecting to have access to like artillery, which kind of worries me because I'm like, oh, I have to use artillery in this fight. Um, my first impression of Fatalis was, oh, he's so slow. I'm like, and I saw <laughs> openings. I was like, there's an opening. There's an opening. I just got to bring it all together, which 
maybe naively, I'm thinking, all I got to do is I got to see it enough times and I got to practice to bring it all together. What? I mean, that is true. Yeah, that that's that's it for pretty <laughs> much every monster, though. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's just Fatalis. It's like a, a semi-truck. So um, if, if you are slightly outside of the zone or if you're distancing wrong, like he gets you. Oh, uh, because my first impression of Alatran was, let's go see him. And then it was like, just the biggest smackdown of like elemental yeah. vomit of like oh i'm electrocuted oh i'm on fire i'm everything and like it was so soul crushing i was almost like i'm like how am i gonna close this gap but with fatalis yeah. it's like okay i just gotta get good like yeah. I, I just well, gotta I'm, not, I'm not i'm gonna assume that you didn't get through the cinematic version of the fight no, I didn't make it to any cinematic during the fight. Okay, so I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to talk about... We're not going to talk about any yeah, of the rest of the fight. We're not going to talk about Fatalis, yeah. I cannot wait to watch you do Fatalis. I'm so, well, so I'm actually going to go to Master Rank 100 before I reattempt. This was just a sneak peek just to see. But now my next goal is, okay, let's unlock Master Rank 100. Let's go kill um, Ruiner, Nergigante, and all the other tempered or arc-tempered monsters that, that unlock at 100. And let's grind the the guiding lands and get all the proper augments, get my end game gear properly, mm. and then I'm gonna go back and try Fatalis. That's yeah. a that's a good idea. You you get all that stuff yeah. because I can tell you right now on my first kill, I I had like ten seconds left to spare or something like that. Oh, on, on, <laughs> my, yeah, the, the, on my very first kill, I had like ten, uh, at the end I was just like spamming, but it's just die, just die. <laughs> oh my god, that must be so stressful. The, the timer, the timer <laughs> is kind of uh, an enemy in that hunt. You think That's thirty minutes is a lot of time, but it's it's not. Yeah, well, my Alatrion fight was just it was like a thirty-one minutes, and I was so like I have to shorten. I have a sense of you know thirty minutes. It, it's it's a good chunk of time to have. Uh, that level of focus and attention in a high. Oh yeah, sense. it's tough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so, but it's it's but it's a ton of fun. That that fight is just a ton of fun. The Fatalis one. Yeah, the Fatalis. Fatalis and Alatreon. Those are like yeah, potentially my two favorite ever. fights in in Monster Hunter because they're that good. Yeah. Do you remember your favorite fights before the Black Dragons? Yes. Before from, from world from World Iceborne specifically. From World and Iceborne. Oh, from World mm. and Iceborne. Well, I'll tell you, it yeah. wasn't Shada Shvalda. <laughs> sure, Shvalda Sorry, is not that, great. that you did or did not like. You didn't I like hate, the eyes. Hate. <laughs> I hate, no, I just it, it's just, it's it was, not a fun fight. It, I didn't like Shvalda either. It was just yeah. wasn't fun. And then they make you do the rock phase every time you go back to hunt. And again, I'm like, could you just cut that out? Like that was like the story part, right? Like you're gonna make me yeah. do this every time. Like, come on. I didn't, like, um, I didn't like I didn't like Zeno either. I was not a fan of Zeno because like I didn't like Zeno either. When I, when I got the Zeno the first time, it's I was a good thing my daughter's asleep right now because she, she heard that. <laughs> she, she'd whoop you guys' asses. Her favorite <laughs> monsters are Zenojiva and Zora Bagnaros. Those are her two favorites from that. And Fatalis and the last Zora. Show. Yeah, Z- oh, she loves Zora. Zora. I think Zora. I think Zora gets a, a bad rep because the encounter is not properly tuned like i think if that encounter was like something that you should do in multiplayer like with friends and it was actually somewhat challenging that encounter would actually be a ton of fun 
But, you know, the way that they did it, and you know, most people, what they do is, hey, it's cannon phase. Everybody jump in cannons. Shoot cannons at it until it explodes. Boom, done. So it's like, that's not particularly yeah. fun. But, like, did you know that you can go back on top of Zora Magdros after you get the cannon phase? Did not yeah, yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah because me and there's Yuna no... used to go on top and we would be dancing on his nose. There's no, there's <laughs> no really reason to go back up there. But if they gave you a reason, that part would be much more engaging because you can actually jump back and you can go up top his head, hit him in the head. You can go up to his belly. You can break his belly and stuff like that for rare material. So there's actually a lot of things that you can do to Zora Magdors that most people don't know because... You get to the cannon phase and you shoot the cannons and the thing ends. So if they had balanced that better, that fight could be really, really cool. But I'm trying um, to think of who my favorite hunt was before a yeah. Latrian hit. So now, a lot of these monsters playing, were... I, they were, yeah, they were like, for like half a year. But you guys had experienced most of these monsters previously, I assume. There weren't too many new... Mm. I hadn't played that much of my, like I played a, I played a bunch of monster hunter, but I never really got to like the end of the previous monster hunters because I couldn't create mm -hmm. content on it on account of the fact that the games would come out one year ahead of time in Japan. Just like you're mm -hmm. either importing it and covering it in Japanese, which I wasn't going to do, or, you know, by the time you put your videos up, which I still did, you get like no views. So I couldn't justify the time investment of continuing to do the grind, but mm -hmm. you know, uh, world was actually the first time that I really just like poured myself into one of these. Like I have 2,600 hours in world and Iceborne put together, which is insane. Did you decide that before the game launched? Like you're like, I'm going to cover this game. I'm going to, Oh like yeah. Oh, because, yeah. because here's the thing, even though I hadn't like covered it before, I knew I loved th this type of game. I knew I loved it. So the mm -hmm. second that I heard the words worldwide release, I'm like, dude, Everything else goes away. This is the only thing that matters. Like, so when World came out, all I did was World and nothing else. As a content creator, what was that experience compared to, say, your other content that you've worked on? Did it stand out to you in any way? Or Oh, 100%, because World basically became my favorite game of all time. Right now, it's probably Rise, but uh, the the games that I played before this, it, it's curious because you told me that uh, soon you're going to be starting Dark Souls. That's what I oh, did yeah. before. That's what I did before Monster Hunter. Like I, I, I mean, I still do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play like uh, Elden, Elden Ring the second it comes out. But mm -hmm. I played a ton of Dark Souls. I, I actually played Demon Souls, uh, like long before Dark Souls came out. And when oh, Dark original. Souls, oh yeah, 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 because because like <laughs> I played Demon Souls, and when Dark Souls came out, I would tell people like this game is not as hard as everybody is trying to make you believe. Here's the couple of things that you got to keep in mind. Just like, here's how you block. Here's how you do these things. Manage your stamina. And I would actually like the videos that I would create would be to tell people like, it's not that hard. You can do it. Try it. And I actually got a lot of people to try out Dark Souls and they loved it. So Dark Souls is still in a very special place for me. I even got to like take, uh, I've got to interview Miyazaki. I actually interviewed Miyazaki. Oh, that's awesome. I was, I was like mega happy about that. How did you and land that? Like, did you, was it scheduled or did you just happen to bump into them and you? No, no, it was, it was scheduled. You don't just, okay. I actually did bump <laughs> into him as well. I bumped into him at, at one E3 and someplace. And I just like, oh, quick, take a picture of me. Can I take a picture of this? Like really super fanboy moment. It's like, take a picture with me, please. <laughs> but then I actually got to, to interview him. Uh, I got to interview him, I think twice even for Dark Souls 3, which was really, really cool. 
But, uh, you know, the, the thing to me was always try to tell people about, you know, these games are not that hard. This is really fun. You guys should try it out and get people to, to try it. And that was the most special game to me before World. And then World came out mm -hmm. and I was actually able to cover it and play it properly. And I was like, dude, I, I love this even more than Souls. I, I still love Souls, but I love Monster Hunter even more. It's like, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it was... It was super special to be able to to cover something and to have it kind of like blow up because that was the biggest growth spurt I've seen in my channel was Monster Hunter World. And to see to that blow, to, to be able to just play something and cover something that you love and have that kind of response from the community was super exciting. Right. Because so before you were a Dark Souls channel, mostly, like Pretty that much. was your primary yeah. content and then yeah. Monster Hunter and that blew up. Oh, very cool. Yeah. It's actually because of Monster Hunter that I'm going back to dark because dark souls is another franchise i put about an hour or two in uh <laughs> years ago i played dark souls one on the playstation 3 because of its reputation i was like okay let's see what this franchise is about and i killed the the first boss i think which is a minotaur on a bridge taurus demon. and sure <laughs> so i killed it after many attempts and i was like oh yeah i'm so good like i won and i, I I'm like, I can finally progress. And I walk through these doors and a dragon just roasts me. And I literally just dropped the controller. And I was like, I'm done with this game. I am never playing this game again. <laughs> you, you went from the struggle of Taurus even to get burnt by Hellcat Drake. It's so good. Like, I Did don't know you, if that's if that's what you're supposed to experience, but that is what I was like. This that's is some game. that's exactly what it. you're supposed to experience because Miyazaki's a troll. <laughs> he doesn't care. And I killed the merchant. So I was like, the guy, now the guy what who has do I the katana? Do? The guy who sells you, like, I would look up like guides and they're like, oh, talk to the merchant. I'm like, oh, the guy I killed and who won't respond. Um, so I was just. Yeah, but he um, has a katana. It's fine. You can use his katana. It's all good. Hey, you still, <laughs> oh, the Uchi katana, right? You steal it after you yeah. kill him. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't him steal it. Loot him. It's a good oh, I didn't loot him, maybe. Really good. <laughs> Either way, uh, I put... And I also didn't like the movement. Like, you know, I said it was clunky and all that. So now yeah. that but, I've But But here's, played, here's an objective fact, though. The movement of, of the original Dark Souls is clunky. It has a problem. Uh, oh, the okay. problem the problem with the movement of the... And a lot of people are like, how dare you? How dare... But it's <laughs> like the people that really know the game will know exactly what I'm talking about. And that is that when you roll... Uh, in the original Dark Souls, you rolled in four directions. Forward, back, left, and right. You don't get to roll like uh, oh. up up and up and left. You don't know. There's no diagonals. It's like you roll in four directions and that's it. That's why sometimes you're like you're fighting and said, why did it roll over there? I was trying to roll at an angle. Nope, no, nope. It rolls sideways and backwards and forwards and nothing else. <laughs> at least it used to be. I don't, I don't think they patched that out. It's been a while since I played Souls, but yeah. So I'm going back with remastered on PC this time. Yeah. And now that I'm more used to fighting big beasts with more calculated, mm. precise movements with, through Monster Hunter, I'm like, maybe I will appreciate it this time. I hope. Yeah, it's it's like uh, the 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 one thing that you'll notice is that the combat in Souls is going to feel significantly simpler than the stuff that you're doing in Monster Hunter. Uh because you know that game is just came out way earlier than the the stuff yeah. that we're fighting now. As a matter of fact, a lot of people when they got to like Dark Souls three, they would say this game is way easier than the original. And it's like, no, the original is easier. It's just people got better because they got used to playing those games. Which is the same argument you could say potentially for Rise, where a lot of people are saying oh, yeah. Rise is easy, but it's like the player. It's, has yeah, it's up. it's a cycle. Every single time, yeah. it's just new monster hunters like. 
it's too easy. I'm like, you'll never, your first, no Monster Hunter will ever be harder than your first one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And speaking of which, we, we went off the, the, the path of the question of what were your favorite yeah, so, monster fights? Yeah, so I was going to say, it's funny because when you mentioned that, the first that came to mind was the, the hunts that I hated, which is really weird for me to be negative. Um, but then I finally dialed myself back in as Rory was having his moment with Souls because that's his baby, and, and I love it as well. But I would say it's hard to nail down like one specific thing. Um, Vitalis and Alatrian just take the cake for me, but... Before them, I know that like I loved um, Call of Tarath. Call of Tarath to me was such a different new mechanic. The siege quest. I'm. Uh, it's to when you chase her down. Oh, cool! Yes, chasing, the golden. The, yeah, yeah, golden mama, chasing her downstairs, and then the fight gets really juicy at the end. And I mean, I didn't like how long it dragged out, but the master rank fixed that. And it's a much more it's a one time hunt and it's aggressive and the music is just blasting and it's it's unbelievable. Like call to and have you seen the armor for oh you guys play as as, as male hunters, so you haven't the, the armor for Call to Wrath is oh it's so good. On the so, female I assume? Yeah, it's it's really stylish. I Cole like it. left a bland impression in my mind. Like nothing stood out where I'm like, I have no appetite to fight it again. <laughs> and like there's just nothing I want other than I wanted the elemental weapon from it, but otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Then um, Nergigante, I think though, is is a superstar. I oh, love. Oh yes. I the the hunt I did the most is actually the one that you haven't unlocked yet. The um, MR one hundred Ruiner, Nergigante. Yeah. I mean, you have done it. Like you got to experience it through the story. Mm-hmm. They just didn't give you any rewards, which was kind of crappy of them. Is it the um, same difficulty, or is it harder at Master Rank one hundred? It's it's a little uh-huh. bit longer, and I think the I think the back end is a little bit harder, but it's it's comparable, I think. Yeah, it's it's but not. I did, I didn't feel like it was that much harder. It just you know he actually yeah. has more health, and he gets a little bit faster closer to the end. But like I'm a fan of really aggressive like boxing matches where you're in the arena, just you and the monster slugging it out. They're charging at you, which is like my favorites are you know like Bloodbath Diablos and molten tigrex and all these really aggressive monsters so to me they gigante and ruiner and especially i loved uh mm-hmm. and i think Valkana was definitely another favorite so i mean lots of good hunts but i just say i the first moment you mentioned any other memorable hunts and i could just remember how much i hate lunastra <laughs> oh my god i hated her too so it's it's actually interesting you guys bring up Lunasco because when he's talking about fights that were very memorable, to me, one of one of the ones that comes to mind is Teostra because Teostra was actually a bit of a wall for me. I went into Teostra and I got my ass beat. And I, I, at this point, like despite being a huge fan of Monster Hunter, I still, wasn't ve- I still didn't knew about all of the skills and stuff like that. So I didn't knew exactly what were the best things to use. So you know how I beat Teostra? I was like, oh, you beat me? You beat you think you think because I failed that quest. That was one of the very few quests that I failed. And I was like, "Oh, you think this is gonna stand?" I go back and I crafted full Damascus set because it has like tons of defense and tons of stuff like, and I just like stack fire resistance defense, and it was basically <laughs> no like Come on. Uh, I just went in as tank. <laughs> yeah, it was. I just went in as a tank, and I just like I took a pounding and I dish it back until he couldn't <laughs> take it anymore. It took a while, but I killed him. I took him down. So that that was really cool. Um, and then other, another fight that was very special for me was, um, Behemoth, which was from the collab with Final Fantasy. And I'm not talking about Mm. the normal one. I'm talking about 
the extreme Extremeth. one. Yeah, extremeth <laughs> because um, extremeth took me a little bit back to my World of Warcraft days because I'm a big MMO guy. And I used to play mm-hmm. a lot of World of Warcraft. And you have to really look at that fight kind of like a raid. So I was coming up with strategies and whatnot. I had one, one, of, the, one of my friends that played with me the most. He liked to play Aerial Glaive. And I was like, you can't play Aerial Glaive. Like, get another weapon. You cannot play. Ar-. Because while he was in the air, you couldn't see when the tornadoes were coming. And he would just like drop oh. tornadoes in the middle of the map. And I was like, no, no, we can't have that. And anyone that gets a tornado, you need to go away to the <laughs> edge of the map. Get those tornadoes away from me. And in those fights, I actually played a healer. I would run around with sword and shield and oh. like wide range, speed eating, all of these skills. They still go chuck, chuck, chuck. So like people in my in my um, lobbies, they wouldn't even they wouldn't even actually heal themselves. I would always heal them. So they would just be going offensive the whole time. It was crazy. You were the health augment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you must uh, have yeah. loved the Safi fight then. Because isn't the Safi yes. fight, the, you know, it's a similar mechanic where you have to, and there's a lot of st- strategies to how to break it efficiently, right? And move it to one part of the arena and so on. I, I loved the Safi fight. Um, I didn't play healer on the Safi fight though because I, there wasn't really any need because the Safi fight is not as dangerous as Extremoth. You can usually, once you get to know the mechanics, it's fine. The important thing is actually breaking. But yeah, I would organize groups in that as well where we would always try to have one gunner to break the wings. We would have someone with a great sword to chop the tail. I would usually tank with the gun lance because I could already get started. Actually, I came to find out later that it actually didn't matter because I would actually start doing damage on the chest with shells because they deal fixed damage. But then mm. I, I came to find out because someone tested on the PC version. It's like, actually, no, you can't damage the chest before you get to the final phase. And I was like, God damn it. It was such a brilliant plan <laughs> that I had this whole time. <laughs> I have I have such good memories of Safajiva because I, when I played through Iceborne, I stopped playing for like half a year because, you know, commuting to work, coming home single father i had like sit down in front of a monitor slash tv to play maybe an hour a day or two and that's sacrificing sleep and also sacrificing even youtube so there was no time but then when everything in the world happened and we started doing more remote remote work uh, it meant i had time at home which means during lunch i could play it uh and i fell back in love so to say with iceborne and so I, i had a lot of fun with it and then when my daughter got into monster hunter with the rise demo we decided to go and do World and Iceborne together as her first Monster Hunter. Oh, and that was man, her first was one. that! Yeah, that was an experience, and I remember. There's a lot of memories, obviously, with that one, just me and her playing. But um, I think our funniest ones were we we'd called some people in to join us uh, on the community um, for some Safi runs just for fun, and they get in there, and me and Yuna are like fighting over the attention of Safi Jiva so you can steal the attention from somebody by um, clutch shooting it in the face and so me and her would constantly be stealing it from each other like no I want him on me no I want him on me and they're like you guys are so and she's popping off fireworks everywhere I'm doing they're like you guys are goofy as shit (laughs) how very inefficient of you to do it (laughs) it's a very like I've seen some of the clips uh, you share she took down oh yeah uh, no, I was gonna say she, like she took down AT Valkana solo. So I'll oh. give her she she grew as a hunter during that game. Yeah, she took down she, a lot uh, round solo as well. Wow, from the clips and the you know I I follow a bit of the journey of uh, you and your daughter on Twitter and 
um, to your point, like she seems very like so good that like she she has that confidence to be able to kind of like Cook mess around and, 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 and uh, but yeah stuff like that. Uh, I look at that. I'm like here I am like sweating and like doing everything I can to get through a fight, and she's uh, like having fun like on a whole other level of like oh it's so easy I can do these things. It's it's uh, kind of very endearing and like just fun to watch, right? So someone of <laughs> that well, caliber she, who is she's, new to this. Series. <laughs> she's young she she has the benefit of of young age like i'm an old man over here like you know i got, yeah. got like arthritis and rheumatoidus and all of these other terrible no i actually don't but so here's a question for you guys i don't know if we ever discuss this on the podcast but there seems to be two groups of people the majority of the people are in one group and the other ones are the other do you find dodo gamma cute or no no i kill him I hate him. He's ugly. He's I, not cute to me. I I don't, I don't is, really. I don't find him any cute at all. Like I'll I kill don't him. Find I don't him like. damn. Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. I love it. I'm, I'm kind cute. of. That, this is my cute boy. Is it, wait, is That's that supposed adorable. to be a Downy Crake? It is. Kill it. Kill it. Oh, you don't fire. like Downy Crakes? Oh, I hate Downy so Crakes. What's wrong with these things? The reason I hate Downy Crakes is because at one point, because um, like the thing is, being a streamer, I would always have like when I was streaming World, I'd always have full lobbies, so I never really had to worry about you know completing the quest for the food because I would always have all of the oh, food yeah. options, right? And then one yeah. day I decided, <laughs> no, I want to get all the food options for myself, so I'm gonna go and do it. And I think one of the quests requires you to find Downy Crakes. Yeah, and it did took that me <laughs> so long. So, and the worst part is that the first time that I found them, I was distracted looking at chat and chat suddenly starts screaming, the Downy Cricks, the Downy Cricks. And I'm like, what? And I'm running over there, just like tripping over oh, the no, controls and they run away I mean, and I'm like, screw the Downy Cricks. Uh, I hate them. They, were, they, they were much nicer in Iceborne because in world they didn't have it. I don't think, but there's a, there's two quests, right? Like there's an actual quest where they're guaranteed to spawn, which is in the Coral Highlands. They're yeah. like riding on top of one of the little bugs. But before that, you basically had to wait until dusk and you had to yeah. go to the, de the desert, see the app, the Apentos or Apseros or whatever, turn your back of the camera, then they would spawn and then you would have to go. It was painful. I experienced this. So I was doing it and people were like, just go to the event quest. I'm like, no, what is that? Like, let's just do this. And after 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'll go to the event quest. No, I'll do the event quest. <laughs> so I understand your pain, but I do not feel it for I had the shortcut. No, nice. I, so I, I was like, screw, screw Donny Craigs. I hate him. I hate him 100%. <laughs> so I'm curious because, you know, a lot of some of these great experiences uh, both of you are sharing are these multiplayer quests with, with Cool, with um, Safi, with Extremeth. Um, I don't see necessarily an equivalent, for example, in Rise. Um, of course, we have Rampages, which is that's supposed to be the multiplayer experience. But do you miss that kind of experience in Rise or do you, are you finding that through a different mechanic or experience in rise <laughs> so i'm only laughing because i don't know i don't know if you know about my my yuna's obsession and with coming up with challenges with the all mother well I, as, I do know about your one like lower the brightness and all that like it's like so uh, so 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 the thing is for gaijin it's different because obviously he has a co-op partner like right next to him in the house, in his, in the house. so that is the best possible in, in my opinion that is the best possible monster experience even because i also think that uh two players is like almost the ideal balance even in world iceborne 
and Rise, I think that that is potentially the best balance to have. Because mm. when you have four players, you know, it's fun and all, but a lot of times it's like you're just wailing on the monster. The monster can't do anything because there's four players there. He's trying to turn his attention all over the place. He faces one player. There's three other players behind him wailing <laughs> on him. Whereas two players, there's a little bit more of a back and forth. So I kind of find that to be the most ideal possible mm. setting. So his answer is going based around that, you know, it's oh, obviously yeah. going to be... I, I am super I lucky. I'm, I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting the most ideal experience. I mean, that's yeah. why the series became popular, right? It was because of PSP and the ability to play locally with people next to you, and because it's a, it's a totally different. And I've always been a solo hunter. I've always played most of my Monster Hunter games completely solo. I never really did all multiplayer much, um, and that was my thing. I've done G ranks. I usually do those solo. The only time I would ever do online was with randoms. Just if I'm just doing farming in bed or whatever on the 3DS. Mm -hmm. uh, but multiplayer is not my thing. Um, but with having a daughter playing, being who she is, and being in the house with her has been special. So I we both miss not having a spectacle hunt with multiple, you know, like the multiplayer, like large scale, like Xenogiva, not Xenogiva, like um, Zora Magdaros, you know, something like Atalka from Generate, you know, some big scale hunt with other players so we've been finding our joy with the all mother narwa and mm -hmm. i think we've done the hunt i think a good 250 times now um so it started out with her hitting her hundredth and she's like let's do this without armor let's do it naked Whoa. i was like okay so we did that and that was really fun and we we completed that challenge then we're like let's do it with the lights off so we turned down the brightness to zero basically uh and we did that so like We've done so many different weird challenges with the hunt. It's just so fun. We're just waiting now, hopefully, that they're going to release like an extreme version of that hunt where they're like really powerful. That'll be really fun. So but like, I do miss the the big ones. Yeah, I would I would say that's something that feels missing. So for me, it's like the first time that they came up with the concept of the of the siege. I loved it. I love the idea because I like the idea of having. 16, it was 16 players that we could have in the lobby, if I remember correctly. 16 players all working towards the same quest. Not to mention as a streamer, it's just a really good moment. Because people actually want to join in. To, the, to give you an idea, when Cult to Roth came around, I was actually organizing this, things in my Discord so that people could have multiple play sessions while I was playing in the stream. Mm -hmm. And like whenever we would come... You know, okay, we filled up our lobby, get another lobby filled up, and then we I would post in my stream the ID for the other lobby. So it'd be like PS4 lobby one, PS4 lobby two, Xbox <laughs> lobby. P there was one oh. point of Cold to Roth that I was running like in the same stream. I had some of my mods organizing it, and we were running like six lobbies at the same time for Cold to Roth so that everybody could get like tons and tons and tons of loot. So I missed that aspect of it. Of, you know, having lots of people in the community come together and play. But there was also a very negative aspect to Cult to Roth that I do not miss. And that is the RNG of the weapons. I hated that because yeah. you need to understand specifically for Gunlance, because there's a, a play style of Gunlance, which is the wide shelling. And in World, you can only craft wide shelling up until level three. But Cult to Roth dropped a couple of Gunlances that went to wide shelling level four. So in order for you to really try out this playstyle to its max, you needed those gun lances. And the first time that Cult to Roth came around, it was two weeks. And those two weeks, I did almost nothing else 
but run Kolf mm. to Roth. And I only got one of the gun lances on the very last day. And I, it was oh one of those things goodness. where I said, if I don't get it now, I'm done. And I got it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> so basically after that, I hated Kolf to Roth. Like I love the first times that I fought her. I like the fight, but I hate the concept of the reward of Kolf to Roth. Mm-hmm. So Jay, you you do your your playthrough solo, right? I mean the 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 vow, the promise, the pledge is to do the the monster solo, but you also do multiplayer sessions for some grinding, right? Like how do you yeah. feel? Like like it's a very different experience when you're on with other people. Which do you prefer, and or like there's pros and cons to both? But I'm curious about your thoughts. I love killing the monster first time solo. Like I, I want to learn the monster on my on my own. I want to overcome that challenge on my own. Um, I love multiplayer for grinding. So, like I'm like, oh, I need this armor set. I actually tried to play offline a few times by myself to like just grind out some armor. I was like, oh my god, this is so boring. <laughs> like just being back in the fight because I know subconsciously I'm like I've already overcome this challenge, yeah. and I'd rather be doing something else that is more like. Uh, challenging or, or just in general, like I'm just going through the motions. Whereas when it's multiplayer, the monster dies faster, but I'm also, um, it's more efficient. Like you can grind more, you get more of an experience. So definitely first hunt solo grinding multiplayer. Man after yeah. my this own goes heart. Into, <laughs> I know it's like, this goes into my old, my old saying, which there's, there's a really funny like meme picture of it that someone made. Um, but I always said that, uh, good multiplayer monster hunter is like mm-hmm. jazz it's when four soloists come together yeah that's you, a very gotta, good way to say it yeah you gotta you gotta uh know know your instrument know your thing well and know the fight and then when you put them together you know no fight ever plays out identically the same unless you're doing like like heavy bowgun hame runs or something like headlocking monsters um mm-hmm. and i like that the fact that there's always something funny or stupid that happens and you know goofy stuff yeah, with my community, they kind of I almost challenged themselves. Like uh, some of my mods, one specifically would uh, always. So at the end of so the mods would handle all the lobbies and doing all the multiplayer setups and uh, almost became a tradition that on my multiplayer streams, the last match, I would always pair up with the mod and they were always super trolly, like where it was. Um, once I think they were using the heavy bow gun against me. So like they were constantly blasting me. Uh, we did one monster Hunter rise and they were using a full like barrel loadout. So they were like flying everywhere and dropping barrels on me. And um, like there was always something or like the Safi blast, you know, the like supernova and you yeah. hide behind the rock. They would like try to launch me up into the blast. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we have to have some rules here. Don't kill me. Um, yeah. So there was always that, and and chat kind of like eventually started looking forward to those like trolley moments. Uh, oh, so as long fun. as it's all in good fun and not excessive, right? Um, it's all yeah. Good. Uh, I'm curious. I haven't heard once um, either of you talk about the monkey. Um, is what Rajang? are your thoughts of of Rajang? I I call him Rajang, but yeah, Rajang, Rajang. I, I hate that I monkey so much. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> he's such a good he, little monkey. <laughs> he's so he was so hard to fight. I got so which I which version the, of him are you talking about? Though? All the versions. About Iceborn. <laughs> oh, Iceborn. No, no, yeah, no. Rise he, is not. You're, you're definitely not talking about the Rise version. No, Rise. He's an old man. It, he's, yeah. He's he's not even a challenge there. But uh, after I completed the story of Iceborn, 
I got nudged to go fight Rajang and I was like, what is this bullshit? I've never <laughs> once said, what is this bullshit to Alatran despite spending three yeah. weeks on him. But Rajang was instantly, bullshit. what is this bullshit? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a Lunastra moment. Right. And I don't, and there's I, a super I version of him. Yeah. I think yeah, I suggested it to you. I don't, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to watch it, but uh Herney, did a really, really good and entertaining video on old school Rajang versus uh, Iceborne, where I I, he are he covers it perfectly and it's really fun um, on why Rajang was always a rewarding hunt in the series and how he got his reputation, but mm-hmm. in Iceborne he's a total ass because he he <laughs> punishes you when you do the right thing, and it's just so ridiculous yeah. and it's so there's like no openings. In Rise, they dialed it way back, so, like, he's... I mean, it is high rank. It is high rank, but, like, there's the clear openings and all that. But the... I I thought it was BS. I I did not enjoy the hunt at all. Do you have an example of... So, you said you you get punished for doing the right thing. Do you you recall an example? Yeah, so, like, for example, like, there's certain punishes that he has or should have traditionally, right? Like, if you know he's about to do this, then you can step out of the way and punish him while he's doing that. And they've taken out most of those windows... And now it's too risky to even take the opportunity. Then if you flinch him, which is really important, and you knock him back, he then clings to a wall and then comes back at you. And it actually becomes even more riskier. So it's like, why are you punishing me for doing good? (laughs) It's like, seriously. That's uh, uh, that's very well articulated. Better than me. But the video is is really good, though. No, he's (laughs) he's um, totally crap. The the thing about Rajang is that uh, depending on the weapon that you have, you know, every weapon has a certain time of recovery after you do something. So it's like if you get something that looks like an opening and you take it, and depending on the weapon that you have, your recovery is going to be a certain amount of time. And for most weapons... After that opening, Rajang can punish you before you can recover and go in, into a way where you can dodge or go into something that you can block. Like, Rajang can punish you too fast. That's the problem right. for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll put this way. Rajang used to be my worst monster in the series. He, but the thing is, I, it was like Latrion. I'd get my ass handed to me, but I never got upset at the game. It always was fair. I knew it was my fault. There was clear signs of what he was doing. I was being greedy or dumb or something. Then I got really good at him eventually. Um, but now in Iceborne, yeah, that's, I, I think I did that hunt a few times. I'm just like, screw And then you that. got like a trumpet going off in your ear. I'm like, Rrr. like, it's almost like a song that's laughing at you. of like, oh, you're going to get beat by this monkey. <laughs> the be- the I best almost part- feel like Capcom understood. I almost feel like Capcom understood that. And so in Rise, they just made him like the most wonderful weapon to use. It's like, what do you mean? What do you mean in Rise, Rajang? <laughs> you know? One of the coolest things when the, the Rajang patch hit was that I took a, a screenshot that I, I don't know exactly where I found this screenshot, but it was one of like, I think it was in the trailer. In the trailer, when they first reveal him, there's just like his face like cropped like all the way up to his nose almost. Just like a very, a very close shot of Rajang's face and he's got his red eyes. And so I just grabbed that screenshot and I just typed the words, hello on top of his head (laughs) and so it's like every now in my stream every now and then i would just like pop that image up and be like hello (laughs) almost like a jump scare (laughs) i will say though rajan gave us one of the most fascinating developer insight videos have you seen jay they they released a video of the making of the cutscene, uh where when you run into furious rajan where he, he rips off the horn of the kirin they yeah. released on YouTube a video of the motion capture studio who does that stuff. Like 
I don't know if you've ever seen like the motion capture um, cutscenes for Devil May Cry Five that they did, yeah. where you can see like the guys like with the little cardboard cars going in the camera and they're jumping around with their suits. They have a video of the motion capture artist and how they did that whole. It is the most amazing thing you'll ever see. It is yeah. unbelievable. Like he's got a pet bottle of water and he's ripping it off, <laughs> and there's like five people running around and he's screaming and like he's got crutches so he can. Because they did oh. it all through motion ca- performance capture, yeah. and they released a video. It's so amazing. You got to check it out. So yeah, I'm out. willing to put up with the BS that was Iceborne <laughs> Rajang just for that but, treat that they gave us. It was so nice. But here's the thing that um, I think is important to also bring up about Rajang, and one of the reasons why I personally like Rajang so much is not necessarily fighting Rajang. It is seeing Rajang just fighting other things. It's just like something <laughs> random shows up. Rajang's like, what? Like a Rathalos yeah. just, it'll grab him by the tail, slam him oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> just like, go to, like, that's amazing. Like, or like Nerd- punch uh, the pickle, what's his name? The, um, no, Devil Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe. Devil Joe, Joe just Joe. like, with, and he's like, punches him down. It's like, doesn't care. That's the, that's the best part about Rajang. It just like, it goes to town on everything. It doesn't give a damn. It's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, but it is interesting how Monster Hunter and I'm, J- I'm sure Jay, you'll experience this as you go through more games in the future. Is that sometimes they change up how they iterate on a monster and they change like the, the general vibe and and feel. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Sometimes they're hit and miss, but sometimes they're like like Alatrion was always one of my favorite monsters. But if you were to go back, like in in the third gen, he was amazing. If you were to go fight him in like generations, he's such a pussy. He's so easy. Well, I saw like, that comparison video of uh, uh, was that animation. Wuss. He's a, he's a wuss. Uh, well, that's third gen. Like that was even hard. That was hard. Fourth gen, no. Like he was simple as hell. It was oh. a cakewalk. Well, I actually um, met so, Rajang the same week in both Iceborne and Rise. So I was scared of him in Rise, and then I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> no, what, why am no. I like dodging him? What? Why is he so slow?" <laughs> or Fatalis was to me the one of the most boring hunts ever in Monster Hunter. I yeah, Fatalis the, the, the previous. Time. The One previous iterations of Fatalis was atrocious. So boring. And and the in the day that they released Fatalis, I did a Fatalis hunt with uh, two friends at the start of the stream. So it was actually interesting because people were waiting for me to like start the stream, and suddenly it just starts and it's playing Generations Ultimate, and we're fighting Fatalis. <laughs> and I I'm not even commenting. There's no camera. There's just the three of us fighting Fatalis. People are like, what's going on? What what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that people would have the comparison because like Fatalis was super boring. You just go up to Fatalis oh and you would wail God. on it. The only challenge it would be is that your weapons would bounce off if you didn't have Mind's Eye. That's like it. that was yeah. it. So you put Mind's yeah, Eye and he's skin. that's it. And it was like the easiest thing to do is super boring. But then yeah. the the revamped version in world is like oh. top notch. I'm so I'm curious. This is why I'm gonna eventually go to Generations Ultimate, which I was suggested is kind of the next stop. Um, to go try and that is gonna be rough agree dis- right no uh, do you guys don't agree that's the next best stop no no no, no. i it, mean it, i i i love the old school flavor of monster hunter don't yeah. get me wrong like that's that's where i grew up mm-hmm. but would i go to yuna and be like hey you want to play some monster Hunter generation she would hate it so no, that's what i'm expecting i don't think she, gonna... i don't think she'd like it it's different for everybody but i think if it, you don't like it it's it, I wouldn't think too deeply about it. It's it's just a different flavor. I mean, there was more restrictions. It had a different DNA vibe to it. There was some things. And I think Rise is a really good mix. It, it it's the base of World and Iceborne, but it it brings back some of the little elements of of the older school stuff. Um, 
but not too much. I mm-hmm. I think it'd be difficult, and you you do not want to pledge that you're going to hunt every monster in that game. Don't do that. Oh yeah, thanks yeah. for the heads up. Otherwise, you are going you are going to like literally you're signing up for like a two year schedule at that point. Well, I was heading towards that path, so thank you for veering. I, well, at least you got you got to understand that generations was meant to be uh, an anniversary title. Right. It was there were they had a big oh was it tenth or fifteenth anniversary. They said, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the the portable series, uh, like the generation on the handhelds, and we're just gonna throw in everybody." They didn't even fine tune half the monsters because oh. you can't honestly do. It. They said every, it's like Smash Brothers, or like everyone's here, so yeah, they right. just threw in as much as they could, and then Generations Ultimate, which I don't think they had planned to do, but mm-hmm. I think World t- was taking longer than they thought. They just crammed even more on there, and so the I content. Think, um- I think I did. Uh, I think I did the math on it, and it was there's like 92 monsters, if I'm not mistaken. There's 92 mon- large monsters in Generations Ultimate. <laughs> we'll put it, we'll is... put it this. Well, well, there's also different versions of everyone as well. So yeah, but like, I'm, that's that's and, counting the different versions. Oh, I'm sure there's more. I think it's 92. I'm sure I'm, that... I'm pretty sure it's 92, but I, I'm not gonna like swear on it. So, mm. I, on average, I could, I would kill about three to four monsters a stream. That's yeah. assuming I'm not having any difficulties. So, yeah, and and here's the thing. Um, he, it, it's important to mention, though. I don't necessarily agree with Gadget that you sh- you shouldn't do it. Like, I think you will have. Well, he to, said, right, "Don't yeah. pledge." He said, "Don't pledge." Yeah, just just <laughs> yeah, don't, don't just pledge. don't pledge. Try to, make sure you like it. Yeah, make sure you like it first, because like I do think the game is fun and it gives you oh, it's uh, Some some stuff that is even more exaggerated than some of the things that you see in Rise. So like there are some skills in that game which are called like hunter arts. There are some of them in there that are like completely insane. I don't know about Switch X because I didn't play too much Switch X. Oh, yeah. that game, that the aerial Switch X was good. Isn't that yeah. where it was born? Switch X was born in that no, game? No, or did Switch it come X out? no. Switch X was no, no. Try. It was born in Try. try. But so the, how many weapons were in the very first game? The very first just, game. What? Just greatsword, uh, heavy bow gun. Uh, it didn't have. Shield. It didn't have gun lance. Then have Gunlance, uh, Switch Axe, Charge Blade, Insect Glaive, at least. Those four it didn't have. Yeah, there was no bow. There was no light bow gun. No there bow. There was no Switch Axe, Charge there Blade. There was no bow? It was, yeah, no, no, no bow. No, in the first one, That was one, until no. Dose, I don't think. Oh. But, um, yeah. but the, the, the thing about GU is that every weapon has six different styles. It's not Switch skills. It's six different styles. Styles. Each style, it changes the moveset. It changes the moveset of the weapon. So, like, if you go striker, it's more like quick attacks that you can do, and then your arts charge fast. And then there's one that's alchemy, where you actually shake a barrel and items come out of the barrel that that oh, do that's stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And then th- there's and then a bunch adapt, of different things. So best. it's it's a lot of fun. I th- I think the game is a lot of fun, and um, it's just one of those things. I just think it will be hard. To go from like the movement, for instance, that you have in Rise and the movement that you have in World to just the movement that you have in Generations Ultimate is going to be very jarring for you. It's not like, even the the maps because you're going to have the maps that load with the different zones. Like you know about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the quality of life is what worries me. The map being yeah. one. The map uh, is not I, a problem. I can tell you right now, the map is not going to bother you that much. Like a lot of people uh, think the map is the biggest issue. I don't think the map is going to be a big problem. Loading's not an issue at all, but yeah. I will say because of the everybody is here mentality, they it is a wonderful trip through the entire history of Monster Hunter. Like mm-hmm. they have all the major villages from all the generations, they have all the major monsters, all the major maps. There's like 
over a dozen. It was like two dozen maps in the game. But that also oh, means that wow. they have they have the new awesome maps, which were like from like the fourth generation, which took into account better gameplay. And then they even have the really I hate the second generation maps. So they have the old volcano. If you die on the top of the old volcano, it will take you ninety seconds to get back up to the top. Uh. Just running. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 so many nuggets of wonderful amazing things but these I just don't know for someone who's never experienced it I wouldn't be surprised if you if it doesn't gel but if it does you're in for a treat because yeah. that is the definition of too much content like because there's else? so much in that game to do it's just I mean you know how like just take final form weapons right like there would be like maybe what 20 or 30 final form weapons normally right for let's say iceborne or rise that you can craft like 30 mm -hmm. different switch axes or 35 or something. Yeah. There was over a hundred final for every single weapon. What? <laughs> yeah. Because like, That's... you know how in the tree, you, sometimes the tree veers off and you go into a different path in the tree. In this game, you yeah. can take any weapon to the end game. Just like, just keep upgrading it until you get to the end if you want to. Oh my God. That tree must be a mess to look at. I <laughs> already can't learn. There, no <laughs> there is no tree. That's the problem. There is no, no tree. tree. You have to, you have to go on Wikipedia's because what? Yeah. everything in that game is old school. It doesn't tell you anything. So if you're like, Oh, I like that Kezu switch X. How do you make it? You can't craft it. Oh, you got to start here. Then you got to branch off here. Then you got to branch off here. And oh. none of it is shown but, in the game. Uh, but uh, I, th I think we're being a little bit too negative. I think you, I think you should definitely try it out. Because listen, I'm, instance, I'm being protective. Me, okay, I want after... I want you to try it. I'll I will buy it for you if if you're if <laughs> you, you don't have to, to try do it. that. No, no. I'll, it's I'll a try good game. Just just don't pledge you're going to go do every single monster and then <laughs> yeah. find, force yourself to play something you don't like. We'll but, uh, hopefully dabble, you like it though. And then we'll see. And um and what was the thing that I was going to bring up? Oh yeah, an important thing is that uh, when you get to assuming that you go as far as G rank. That is going to be scaled for multiplayer, so yeah, it does not. Scale I would for advise. I would advise at least having one more person with you for G rank, because like I'll tell you right now, I I can barely do G rank solo. Like I timed out quests on G rank GU because I'm I'm not good enough at G rank GU. Just like and it's up. not scaled, right? You're saying it's not scaled. It's not scaled, but it's doable. You can still do it, but you know mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. a lot harder. However, Generations does have the best weapon ever in the series. Which you is mean not the gun lance? found yeah, in any right. of the games. Yeah, the Gunlance. Gunlance <laughs> not found in Rise or Iceborne? Prowler. You can, you can oh, play yeah, as a cat. Yeah. You can play as a feline. That is an actual weapon class. You play oh, as cool. a cat. You can customize your cat. And that was my main weapon throughout Generations and Generations Ultimate was cats. So um, there's like all these references. Different. I just want like... I got sucked into this universe. I don't know if you can tell. but And what a year to get sucked into it. I mean, two yeah. new oh, games... Yeah. A Netflix, I still don't know if it's a show or a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. 58 minutes, yeah. Oh, I wish it was a show. Um, so a movie. And, you know, it's really around the time they started to build up the uh, marketing for Stories 2, where I was really, like, sucked into the world where I was like, in a trailer, I was like, I know that monster. I know that reference. I know that thing. Yeah. And it went from when I started... So one of the feelings I miss is... Every time I would put out a journal, the comment section would be like, I can't wait until he gets like B-52 or Clifford. They would all use these keywords <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or code names. And I was like, the pickle. What does that mean? What it like, honestly, for the longest time, I thought the pickle was um, like uh, a small wildlife that I wouldn't realize that would be like fierce, like pickle Rick. I was expecting it to be something that was camouflaged in nature that I would accidentally stumble upon and would attack me and kill me. That's what, that was my first impression <laughs> of the pickle. So, or the, what I imagined it to be. 
So what a surprise when I saw the big thing. Uh, yeah. But th that wonder of being in a game and in a universe that I knew nothing about, I didn't understand references. The first time I met, I saw Rathalos. He scared me like crazy because he jumped out from the sky as I was looking at some dinos making some weird noises. And I just saw a shadow on the ground. I was like, what the hell is that? Uh, I hadn't fought an Anjanath at this point, so I'd only like stuck to the small. And then I look up and I hear the scream and I just see this massive like red beast <laughs> with wings come down at me, but he was coming down on the dinosaur. And I just booked it and ran the bush and I just stared from the bush. And I was like, what is that? And I was like, I have to fight that. And I was so like, eventually it wasn't even the quest to fight him. Um, where was I going with all this? Oh, so the fact that I don't know um, anything and now I know enough about Monster Hunter that I know the general like builds of monsters and kind of understand the limits of their designs. Uh, that's why I'm going into Dark Souls because Dark Souls, I don't know any of the bosses. I don't like you name two boss names. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and there's a culture there. Yeah. So I'm people, like. People say the doggy and all these other weird things. You'd be like, what are you talking about? It's like. So yeah, I'm like seeking out these like unknown experiences now because like there are quite a few franchises I somehow avoided my whole life. A lot of them being Capcom franchises. Like I've never played Devil May Cry. I've not played Resident Evil. Like these Dragon's are other Dogma. franchises. Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. Listen, Dragon's Dogma. That's you. You got to play that one at some point too. That that is another one of those games that is a a very uh, diamond in the rough like very few it's incredibly underrated potentially one of the it's most underrated classic, games yeah. Yeah. is it a franchise or a, a one-off it's, it's a, a one-off right well, now we're, they we're, had we're, an online game in japan yeah. but it's and we're we're praying that they're making dragon's dogma 2 because even the the director said like he had the choice of doing dragon's dogma 2 or devil may cry 5 and he's like well let me get devil may cry 5 done and then it's like, okay, so he's definitely working on Dogma 2 now. He has I to hope be. he has to be working on Dogma 2. Oh it's, my God. it's just One wild the, to me that like, you know, I've gamed my whole life and I've dabbled in all the major franchises, but somehow Capcom was my blind spot of just a lot of their franchises. I did not, like I played Mega Man a ton. Um, oh, yeah. I was a lot on the Nintendo consoles though. So mm. that probably played a factor. But yeah, GU does have some of the best, like if you wanted I think if you were to play GU, there'd be almost you'd you'd have almost all the reference points of of most of the history of Monster Hunter. It does a really good job as an anniversary title of really giving you a slice of everything. You'll get to meet most of the major characters, go to all the vi major villages. You won't have the story of For You, which I'm sure people are constantly telling you is amazing. Yeah, might um, have heard a few times, but, not as uh, much as you're suggesting, but yeah. But uh, it's it's fun. It's just like. There's, it, I just, I mean, I had Yuna try Generations Ultimate, um, yeah. and she ended up just watching me play because she wanted to see the monsters, and she's like, "Wow, is that different?" She well, I hear there's like no restocking at the like. Yeah, no restocking. I was like, "Oh no!" I mean, I depend on that so much. That's not that's not entirely true. Like there there are mechanics where like uh, you know eventually they give you additional things as you are going through Items, the hunt. Yeah. But you have to go back to like the camp to go get them and whatnot. So it's yeah. not like, oh, I'm going to go into my tent and change my weapon. It's like, oh, you, you brought the wrong weapon. You brought weapon, yeah. one wrong armor piece. Get the hell Deal out and come back. <laughs> would, but like, would you guys go ahead? No, I was going to say, even the, the thing that screws me up more than anything when I go back to that game, and I love it, and I still go back to it every now and then, is that you can't evade backwards. And I never realized how much I use that. Like, after you do an attack and you jump backwards, you could only yeah. ever jump to the left or right or forward. You could never go back. There's, like, all these little oh. weird restrictions. Depends on the like weapon. Clunkiness. Like, on the on the gun well, lance, you, you, you can't jump. you can do back jump. hops, yeah. 
on, on the gun lance, I can't jump forward. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, just, like, evading after an attack. Like, a general all-purpose evade. You can't go backwards. Not it's even if like, you sheath? Like, you can sheath. Oh, you can do it. Yeah, you sheath. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but it has one of the... It has one of the best final bosses, I think, in Monster Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, the, fi- the final is, boss... The final boss of that game is glorious. Oh, my Lord. Do you guys think from my position, so I've been, you know, initiated by the new Monster Hunter, so enough to understand the franchise. Do you think I should go back and try them in order? Like, go back to the roots, one, two, work my way up. Maybe not do them all, but just taste it Mm, to understand later. Is it better to see how far back I can go until I'm like, this is, I would not, I would not recommend Cause like for starters, if you go to one, for instance, the controls are so different. It's like a, it's, it's almost a completely different game. Uh, It's a miracle. It became a franchise when you, I mean, you could see the concept was golden, right? But like you use the analog stick to attack. You had to tilt it in certain directions. It was, it's so funky. It was, it was, was, does it actually like do different attacks based on the analog? It's, it's a lot more simplistic than you think, but it's just yeah. weird. Man. It's and and not to mention that there's also this stuff about oh, you, this game is on PlayStation Portable. This game is on 3DS. Not necessarily easy things to stream and create yeah. content yeah. from, right? Well, I do think it's cool that you're checking out GU because because like GU is easy because yeah. it's on the Switch. It works. It's fine. Yeah. I do have a uh, I think three three U and the GU 3DS. are two ones that I th- and for you those three games still I think. Would yeah, stand U is the test of time. Good. I think yeah. those are those are fun. But the, the 3U is Wii U, right? or 3DS or Wii U. 4U is only on 3DS, mm-hmm. and then GU is is now on Switch. It's a port of the 3DS game, which is fantastic. So, I think it's worth going back to see it for sure. But yeah. I I almost want to suggest that you open you if you're gonna pledge it that you say okay you know I'm fine with doing multiplayer. I'm but I'm gonna get through all the content and see the game. That would be fun. But yeah. I think locking yourself into solo on on such a jarringly yeah. different experience could be entertaining from a sadistic standpoint. But, <laughs> but I even don't that know would get you... boring. Yeah, to watch even the guy even so that much. gets <laughs> even that gets because like imagine for instance if I was if I was to try to do that like there would have been hunts where I've like if I would made that pledge and I'd be like okay I want to I'm going to solo the entirety of GU there would have been hunts oh, where God. I was fighting like two Brockies. Because I'll play Gunlance, and Gunlance is like one of the worst, yeah. the weakest weapons of GU. Actually, I think it's 35 minutes of quest. Of and it's like you would have a quest that was actually 50 minutes, and you had to kill two Brocky Dios, and I timed that quest out. Yeah. So, like, imagine, imagine streaming that. 45. Imagine streaming me playing freaking 50 <laughs> minutes of Gunlance against Brocky Dios, and then not even finishing the quest. I think that's terrible. Yeah. Not good content. <laughs> Not yeah, optimal exactly. content. So like what what but I playing did it with, with others would be really fun. Yeah. What I did with GU is I would usually have like two friends whenever I would go into G rank, they would hop in with me. And these were two friends that were around the same progression level as me so that they couldn't carry me. And you know, that was fun. I had a really good time with it. Um and yeah, and you can see the deviants and stuff like that, which is kind of like oh, yeah. where the inspiration of where the um the apex re- came the from. apex monsters came from yeah yeah you get to see gormagala all the flagships from oh, all the gormagala yeah. all there yeah everyone's there like you i think you would enjoy it but i i just uh and also i would warn that the first few hours of the game you're not going to yeah. be doing any hunting and any yeah. hunting at all 
This is the you literally are just picking up mushrooms and honey and shit for like the first two three hours. <laughs> well, this is so the <laughs> this is the suggestion that I, that I was actually going to make. You ca- you have to download something on your phone called MHGUDB, which is Monster Hunter oh, yeah. Generations Ultimate Database. Just the initials of that. You download yep. that onto your phone, and then you can go to quests so that you can see which are the key quests for you to advance. Uh, so that oh you so don't even you, know what that is no so, yeah so they, they, so they give you a list you. of like 20 quests and there's only three that there's three very specific ones you have to do yeah, it's oh. like it's like the assignments from world it's not like rise where they're like any one of the four you can choose three of them like there was yeah. very specifically three you have to do and they won't even tell you what they are they were hidden so like, <laughs> like i had to make videos telling people these are the key quests yeah and, like, it, and, and it's like the, the problem is like if those quests were cool, it'd be fine. But like the the first, I would say the first five hours or so of game. Oh my god! It's just like go pick up these mushrooms, go pick up these flowers, <laughs> go pick up these account items, go pick up this thing, and it's just like literally just going out and picking up stuff. Like I spent I spent more time as a prowler because prowlers didn't need mm. to like buy uh, pickaxes, which you have to buy in GU. Uh, to bug mine. nets, which you have to buy in GU. Oh, you and they didn't break. have to buy any of that. They would just like pick everything up and they wouldn't need items. Or yeah. I was like, I'm a Palico, dude. I'm just like playing Palico, <laughs> gathering all the things yeah. and leaving. Like, boom, done. Pal- Palico was a good pioneering experiment for World. Yeah. They brought a lot of the quality of life from that cat into the actual Hunters, which was which was fun. Mm. So... But I don't know like, why. I mean, I love that game to death, and I feel like I'm I'm painting yeah. it negatively here. And, I, f- I feel like and we're I feel painting really it really bad. Really I, I hope, it, yeah, and I, I I don't know why, but it it's a fantastic game. It's just I just don't. I here's just here's saying, don't I'll do say. something crazy like go here's, at it alone for everything. Well, it's just yeah. the recent games have so many advancements that I wouldn't want someone to go in there expecting a lot of stuff from those games to be in that. And I to me, it's such a treasured, wonderful classic Monster Hunter experience. That it, it would almost feel, I don't know. Here's here's what I'll say. Somebody going there. Here's what I'll say. I love to, it to, to, to wrap this up, in the time between you know when World kind of like ran out of juice with its updates and we were kind of waiting on Iceborne, I played a ton of GU, and I oh, yeah. loved it. I streamed it and I had a blast playing it. So I you tasted we'll it play. before. You tasted it before. Yes, World, yes, yes. I I played. Yeah. I played three ultimate. I played four ultimate. I played generations. Yeah, so that, As a matter of fact, the difference, I, could, I, think, yeah. I could import my save from generations from the 3DS into generations ultimate. So I was able to skip all of that starting oh, experience okay. of generations ultimate. So I, I, I was think, right into the good stuff. <laughs> I think having my expectations like brought down so yeah. much will only help because exactly. like I have no good reason to play this game other than look at the monsters uh, because everyone's like, Oh my God, this is worse. This is worse, but cool monsters and lots of monsters. Oh, so cool monsters. Hell yeah. In, in troves, like it's good. So I'm, Again, I'm curious. Um, a question I haven't gone to ask any content creator until now. So, you know, my format is I do pledges and I try kind of these new franchises. Are there any franchises or games that you've always been curious about? Or that you want to revisit, like if you guys could do pledges, anything that comes to mind, I'm mm. like, you know what? I would love to try that series. Like I, of, of a series that I, I never I, tried. Are there a series or I, a game? I did it recently, actually, which was, and this is going to sound really funny, Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. So you're recent to so, Dark Souls as well? 
I oh yeah. I just I'm, I just recently I'm the only played OG Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs> I'm yeah. the only OG. Dark Souls is one of those games that I never played. I knew of it and I was turned off by the marketing of how difficult it was and it just I never had an opportunity to really try it and I did play Dark Souls 3 and I enjoyed it. Um but I was told oh, this is, you know, this is more accessible whatever. But I never mm-hmm. played Dark Souls the original and I heard so much about it. Oh. And so I recently went back and said, "You know what? I'm going to play it." Um and that I fell in love with it. It was and Dragon's Dogma was the same thing when it came out for Switch. I had never played the game and I I written it off, but I said, okay, I pledged to give this game an honest shot because so many people love it. And mm-hmm. um, sure enough, like Monster Hunter, the first few hours are a little clunky, doesn't tell you everything, but once it clicks, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I did it. So yeah, That's Dark Souls was a recent one of, for me. So It's like for me, the, the first couple of things that come to head is actually two series. And my memory is terrible, so there probably is something that I'm forgetting. But like one of the first things that comes to mind is Final Fantasy. Because what? I never, yeah, I never played too much Final Fantasy. Uh, I played my first Final Planet Fantasy I played was Final Fantasy VIII, and that was the first turn-based game I've ever played too. Because before oh, wow. that, I was like turn-based. I play real time like a man. <laughs> what do you mean this turn-based nonsense? Like Wait. that was. That was my attitude before I played Final Fantasy VIII. And like, it was Please? like a PlayStation 1. It was a French cousin of mine that showed it to me. And I started playing, I was like, oh, this is really cool. So, like, I played a little bit of, of eight, And, um, you know, one of my favorite games has been 14, the MMO, because mm-hmm. it's just fantastic. That game is just amazing. So, and because of the fact that that game has references to so many of the older games, kind of makes me want to go back and play the older games. But wait. You've only played eight and fourteen. Uh, wow. I've played I've played fifteen, but you know nobody. But none seems of the classics. Like that one. No, I didn't play any it's, of the classics. <laughs> so you've never played Final Fantasy VII. That's the thing. I tried it. I I can't. I can't. <gasps> so this like, is what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like okay. it, it's like I'm I'm really sorry. Um, like I really gave it a, a good shot too. So like I was streaming it, and then I was like, okay, I can't stream it. The original, bored. right? So like, yeah. The, um, it's the the Switch version, which I think is pretty much the original. Yeah, not the, the remake. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. the best I, I played, one. To I played the, play I played now. the remake though. I love the remake. The remake is amazing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm, to hear that. <laughs> the remake, I loved it. I'm, but like the the other one, I went back I and I started it. playing it, and you know, it was fine while it was like guided. They were like, okay, here's what you got to go. He's got, and then when it went to the open world, and they sent me to that place where you have to march alongside the soldiers. Oh yeah, and I was so iconic. And I was marching perfectly, <laughs> and it was not written. I was like, dude, this game is dumb. Like, what is going on? Like, because I would do it. There was one time where I couldn't even identify my character as it was marching in the middle, of this, and I was like, this is perfect. It can't get any better than this. And they're like, no, you did it wrong. And I was like, what? What do you mean? I clearly didn't. But yeah, I, I got I got uh, bored of it, and then that there's also like the you fact that you can you can kind of like play through at least the the bit that I've played of that game, which I don't know, it was probably like ten hours in or something. You can kind of just like auto attack everything and win. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad though that you like. I didn't know, so I started with the original, one of my favorites, and when I played the remake, I have not felt like such strong emotions in a game. It was really, but good. it was a. Lo- but it was t- like, I thought it was because it was tied to my nostalgia that I'm like, oh my God, they are hitting all the nostalgia beats. Like I'm seeing these like friends I haven't seen in so long, but the story was like so well made and the gameplay was so like 
well done too. So I'm glad to hear that as someone who no, I, I just think it's I didn't hate I don't hate it. Like well, that's the dislike, thing. Dislike. I I don't this I don't dislike it either. Like that's the I, it's not that I don't like it. Is that here's the thing? There was a time and a place for that game, mm-hmm. and it's just nowadays for me because I never played the original. I don't have the nostalgia. So I can't, mm-hmm. I can't go back to it. I can't, I can't relate to like that art style of like the blocky arms and stuff. Like I'm, yeah. I, I, it's not for me. Like I understand I the appeal though. I get it. And I get that the music is brilliant. Like it's awesome. And you know, the, the way that they tell the story is really good. I get all that. And I think that it is genuinely a good game. It's just not for me. Yeah. I think we've talked to, you know what? It's actually, one of these days I need to to break out of my shell because I've heard nothing but good stuff about the remake. Nothing but. Oh, yeah. So Especially for people who play the... What's so your stance It's weird. This? So I'm jaded and, and I need to get over it because I, everyone's telling me the remake is fantastic and it's wonderful and I should be playing it. But I've, I'm like, I'm, I've divorced Final Fantasy. Like, like shut up. Like, get over it. Like, oh, okay. I don't okay. know what... So, like, I played FF1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 2... Uh, 12 a little bit here and there. Uh, the online ones, I don't ever have the time to play those. 13, I played through in one weekend and sold the game immediately. Yeah, Piece I got trash. progressively I worse. I hated yeah. it. And then I, I, 15, I had no interest in whatsoever. I did eventually try it out, and I'm like, nope. And okay. and so, like, I once, I think 10 was the last, like, Final Fantasy for me. Like, the good, big, I mean, I named my daughter after the main character, for God's sake. My so daughter's take name it- is Yuna. Right. So take it from a guy. I was wondering that. Um, so take it from a guy who loved everything from, I even started disliking the franchise from 10 on, but in hindsight, X is very good. Um, so I loved all the originals, the not play all, like I didn't play two and three. I played one, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, and yeah, everything after 10 was kind of a downhill for me. Uh, but seven remake captured that magic and like, remember how final fantasy seven was the first um you know game to leave kind of the the whole sprite era and to some degree oh, yeah. lost some charm but it kept some charm because of the chibi characters and i'd say yeah. the more realistic final fantasy became the more it lost its charm that made it so great in the first place because it was just kind of brooding angsty characters after a certain point final fantasy seven remake somehow hits the beats properly where it's not like x12 actually x is a good yeah. one um but like 13 or 15. Yeah, i've heard nothing but fantastic things about it and just there's something stubborn about me i'm um, i'm curious maybe though my, so... maybe it's my sony bias i don't know yeah. but maybe it's just <laughs> i will just... buy it for you if you also, like, if you will play <laughs> it or stream it but, i mean the thing is is like also and this this terrifies me is that i don't know how old you guys were when you played like for you, Jay, when you played seven, but that was freshman year in high school for me. That was, that's a golden moment of time in the history of my gaming and my childhood. That is a moment so perfectly golden etched in my brain and heart. I will never forget my experience of FF seven. That yeah. was an amazing period of my life. Like I, that, I remember it so vividly. I don't want to touch it. I don't, I don't want to tarnish it. I don't want to, even, oh. even though everyone's telling me, no, it will just enhance it. It'll bring it out again and you'll feel like a kid. It'd be great. I'm like, I'm hesitant. I don't know why. That's Re- real quick. Is there something like, when did the original yeah. seven came out? 97. 97. Okay. Okay. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. So like the thing, this is like the reason why I fell out of love with FF was to me, FF was like an adventure. Right. And I think they, it was because it was lower 
cost, obviously, to make this games. Like, you, mm-hmm. you went places. Like, you went on an adventure. Like, all sorts of different maps and towns and all that stuff. But now that they have such high production value because they look fantastic, the more recent games, you know, it's like, okay, well, we can only afford to make, like, three or four towns. Um, yeah. We're going to make every cut scene play out like a Japanese anime drama of 20 minutes of ham-fisted dialogue. And <laughs> it was no longer about memorable adventure and events it was more about memorable dialogue and i can't not stand just hearing people like like you know what you know like just talking to a wall and like just yeah. you know going off of something like that i don't like japanese movies i don't like japanese dramas on tv and there's it's a type of storytelling that just doesn't gel with me and i, I don't know that that's what i felt 13 was to me it was just like let's I just have some 13. dialogue and i'm like no thank you 13 I could not win me over like I didn't like anything about it so but go, go ahead just 7 remake like I all I can say is like I enjoyed 15 to a certain degree but 7 just went so I played 7 when I was 16 and before playing it I always watched my friends play it when I was probably in grade 9 grade 10 and I'm just I was always enthralled by it just like oh that looks so cool this whole turn base this whole steampunk setting and when I finally got like a PlayStation 2 and I got a PS1 disc to put it and play I was 16 and like just I finally could see what was beyond like Midgar and great experience and so when Mm. 7 Remake came out I too was a little bit wary because I'm like oh is it going to be are they going to go modern Final Fantasy and also there was the, the whole talk of oh it's only one part and I was like, mm. but also I really love Midgar. So I'm like, okay, but can you really like flesh it out so much? And anyways, as soon as I put Final Fantasy VII Remake in, like it, it's my game of the year for last year. And honestly, one of the best times mm. I've had with a game in recent memory of, you know, before meeting Monster yeah. Hunter. I, I think we're the same age. Were you born in 81? Uh, No, I'm younger. 85. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Maybe I was younger when I played it and I just didn't realize it. I don't know. You so said 16. Unless, uh, I was 16. Are you talking about but like release late. date? Oh, you were late. Okay. Yeah. I was late because I played on the PS2 as, with a PS1 disc. Oh, okay. So that would have been yeah. early 2000s, probably. Yeah. My parents, my yeah, parents I'm, didn't get me any console after the the Genesis, which in in this country is called the Mega Drive, because they told me you yeah. can't work on a console, so we'll get you a PC instead. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I played games on PC no, so I instead. Did, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even ha- I didn't even have a PS either. It was a friend up the street, and we would go into his house, and you know we were all hanging out, you know, playing Magic the Gathering, playing on our the PlayStation, you know, chilling out, listening to <laughs> oh, you know to du- you know rock, and you know like it was it was like the stoner mm-hmm. groups, and like it was just a really good time, and you know I just the memories of of that that year playing FF7 well, PS- is is golden. The PS2 was my first console that I purchased myself. Like, I remember I was 16. I had just gotten my license. Uh, the PS2 must have been out for a few years at this point. And I, like, saved up money. I'm like, I'm going to go get... Because I hadn't gotten a console since the Genesis. That was the last one I got as a gift. Mm. And then the family got a computer. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess uh, we'll game on the computer. Mm. Uh, but the PS2, I forgot what it was. I want to play Star Wars Galaxies, I think. And I was misled to believe it was on the PS2. Or maybe it was, but you need, like... I didn't understand the concept of MMOs back then. So I made like the worst perk because I'm like, oh, can I like play? And they're like, yeah, but you need like a subscription. I have to pay every month for this. What? Uh, (laughs) So I ended up getting Jedi Starfighter and the PlayStation 2 so I could play all my JRPGs. But um, I I wanted to ask you, um, Jay, 
because I've, you know, I've heard a lot of people criticize um, the fact that they did stuff different in remake because remake is not a hundred percent faithful to the original is my understanding. There's a couple of it things e that they changed because there exists with it exists the two games. So it's called a remake. So you expect one game to replace the other. Yeah. But the two games are designed in a way that they actually coexist, which was, I did not expect that. And it's fantastic the way that they like, that they're happen. bringing stuff from other games like Dirge of Cerberus and whatnot, right? That, or what, what is the name of the other one where the, the other guy is Zach Crisis or whatever? Core? Crisis yeah. Core. Oh, yeah, exactly. Crisis Core. They're bringing yeah. stuff from the, this is what people told me. Cause I don't know. I didn't play these games, but they're saying like, you know, yeah. they're bringing this stuff in. So how did you feel about that? Right. Like, was that like a big deal to you? Were you like, oh man, this is so different from the original? Because I had some purists that were watching me play uh, the mm -hmm. remake and they were like, oh my God, this is so dumb. Like when I got to the ending, they were like, oh, this is so dumb. This is so stupid. And I was like, why? Why, why is it such a big deal? Like, this is fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a problem. They're like, oh so my God, I can't believe it. This is terrible. <laughs> so it's that, like, I am not a Final Fantasy VII uh, purist fan in the sense that. Uh, I really enjoyed the original game, but I was not like obsessed where I looked into the lore. I, I definitely watched the film Final Fantasy VII Advent uh, Children when it came out. Yeah. I was huge into it, but even then I was like, what is this movie about? I was so confused. Um, so I, ne I never had a PSP. Um, I don't like handheld gaming, so I never got into... I actually never got mm. the Play Crisis Core. Um, and I never picked up Dirge of Cerberus either because I think that was a like shooter game, if I remember. It was like just really different. Um, and it was about uh, Vincent, which is a character I didn't care that much about. So all that stuff, you know, I'm coming at it from the from the lens of maybe more of a casual Final Fantasy VII fan. And the ending made me kind of go, what? Um, but I'm not upset because I'm like, what are you going to do with this? Like this opens up a lot of what are you going to do? And it could easily go in a really bad direction but it could go in a good direction. And I'm, I'm here well, least, for it. I'm at, like, least it's, at least it's a direction, right? Because if yeah. it was just the exact same thing, just prettier, then that would be boring, in my opinion. Exactly. And the game like nods to you, the original fan, really early on, because you're going in, you're like, I know this game. Let's, okay, that's Midgar. Oh, okay, that's Cloud. And you're like, you know, calling the thing, oh, that's the train scene. That looks cool. And then they throw in something really early on. You're like, that's not in the game. What is this? This doesn't <laughs> belong here. Yeah. And that becomes a plot point that like here and like yep. as a player, you're always like, what's this? This shouldn't be here. And like it yeah. messes with you because you're like, why is this here? But then that evolves and you're like, it, it makes you, um, it keeps you on the seat of your, on the edge of your yeah. seat. Interesting. Like, Are you going to mess with my so Final per, Fantasy? <laughs> so it's, so it's perhaps like enhanced by the fact if you've previously played the original. Well, that's why I was curious uh, at your impression of not having played. It's definitely enhanced if you play the original, but clearly you don't need to play the original because no, no, then no. you don't, mm. you just don't pick up on those small things yeah. of like, Oh, I got, that? I got to pick up on almost all of them because they made sure to, to tell me they're like, well, this, you was not your chat that's like that. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a thing. This was not here. What is this? This is crazy. <laughs> that's even... the thing. Like it's, it's so like, so what it does is it introduces it and it makes you go, Whoa, 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 what are you going to do? But then like, it goes back and like that thing, that plot device like goes away and then you are back on track and you're like, what the heck was that? And then you're like doing your story as normal. And you're like, is that going to come back? And like, I don't, I really don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah. So you just, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but it is. I, I think Maybe it is worth day. it for you to for you to check it out eventually, Gaijin. I, th- I think it'll be fun. Eventually, um, I'll get over it. So <laughs> let let me let me rein us back into the world of of uh, of Monster Hunter. Here, oh cause... yeah, we went out quite a ways. <laughs> yeah, I know. I th- I think I want to pull us into. I think I'm, I'm. I'll let you go. I think I know where you're going. You think you think you know where I'm going? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask you, um, Jay. Like at this point, you've killed uh, all mother. So uh, did you do the um, the challenging quest that they've done after, like late the Tsuchi challenges, and which eventually, you know, there's that quest line that leads into the apex monsters and all of that. Did you start working on that yet, or not so much? So I've killed all the. I made it to hunter rank 100. So, uh, you know, I've killed Valstrax, Ooh. I've killed Apex Ogre, Apex Diablos, I, I killed all them. Um, before the there's a bunch of quests that unlock after that, I had cleared everything seven star. So I think that includes one set of challenges. But after killing Apex Ogre, I saw that there was a few other challenges that unlocked after. Yeah. I haven't had mm. the chance to go through them yet, but I do know that apparently they're worth it uh, and that they unlock more difficult stuff and even like a new map. Like, I don't know how much I want to spoil on here, but something else gets unlocked. Um, So the reason I wanted to ask you this is because, you know, I'm sure you've been following some of the stuff that people have been talking about in regards to like the end game of of world, the end game of Iceborne, you know, the, the chase that you get with the uh, investigations and tempered monsters and decorations and in Rise, you really don't have that kind of a chase. It's it's like a lot easier for you to just like, oh, I made my set. I don't, you know, I don't need to go on this crazy grind. I have my set and now I can do whatever I want. So like, mm-hmm. which of the two approaches did you mm. prefer? Did you like, like, you know, having that eternal chase of investigations and stuff to do? Or did you like being able to just like get your set and now I can do whatever I want in the game? Or if just I want to just play kind of and be beat done the game, it. yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's hard to compare because I like rise sat literally between world and Iceborne for me. And I will instinctively always compare rise to Iceborne, like just by accident. Um, and it's easy like for me to kind of say, oh, well, rise didn't do this as well. Or rise was too easy or rise was too fast, but it took me, I think I'm at 70 hours in rise to get me to hunter rank hundred. And I recall I think I made ba- I finished base world at Hunter at uh, 50 hours. So I was like, well, I spent a lot more time in Rise, but it didn't feel like I spent more time in Rise. Um, mm. I so it, it's hard to say like I really did like the pacing of Rise, although I did play a lot more of that grind end game uh with multiplayers to to get me up and uh, like I said, I always prefer that grind with multiplayer, whereas the world-based game, I didn't really get the chance to experience it so much. I killed the final boss, and then I was like, well, let's get the Iceborne expansion, Iceborne, and, yeah. Yeah. and I went off there. So I didn't really, I don't think, I don't think I understand the end game of base world. World, yeah. Really I went you didn't. Because what, what was the base end game of world? So you... The end game. Kill Zeno, the end game of then... world is like you you finish Zeno and you unlock tempered investigations. So basically, you right. get a, a whole new tier of difficulty because the tempered monsters are a little bit harder. And then you do tempered investigations to get decorations to put on your gear. But in Rise, you can just craft whatever decoration you want. You just go grind the monster that does that deco. Okay. And you craft the deco, 
and you can actually just like finish the set. Whereas in world, you're right. just like constantly chasing. Okay, if I get another deco, yeah. then I can make it better. And I would, another deco, I can make it better. I would so, describe it as Rise doesn't have an end game loop. It just there's an actual clear ending to the game, and then yeah. they're like, if you want to continue playing, like choosing a different weapon, having fun playing, you can go for it. Yeah. But I don't think there's that. They're not looping you on like, okay, we well, gotta do this now or do this or sub optimize. It's just like it, it for some people that's bad because it's like it's it's like i'm I, I lack motivation to continue playing but for some it's good it's like yeah the game didn't waste my time at all there's no fat it was all meat it was delicious and i'm happy with it so the decoration so, specifically i'm glad you brought that up i remember looking at rise and i was like i i i do like the rise uh no the world decoration mechanic if you look at my decorations my decorations suck like i i clearly have not spent enough time grinding them but I like the the kind of lottery system of like, well, what can I build with what I have? Um, but I also recognize Rise respects the player's time more of like, no, you go get what you want. And so I can see the appeal of both for me, to your mm. point, motivation. I prefer the lottery system. And that's actually kind of what got me to understand and appreciate the talismans where I'm like, oh, I'm not actually guaranteeing anything. I just have to like keep putting things in this melting pot and then I get talismans and then I put more talismans in the melting pot. Oh, I got something cool. Let's see if I can keep doing that and get something better. Um, I personally like that as an end game mechanic because it just keeps you kind of going. Um, but it's definitely not for everyone because there's so much stuff to do now, so much media to consume between games and like films and shows that a lot of people just want to get in, have their experience, get out. And I think Rise does that better. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess it comes down to how how much time do you want to sit down and invest in the game, and I yeah. do, do you do you do you need the carrot in front of you, or are you just gonna have fun like in a playground, you know? And and I think that the um the community in this case, I think the split is actually a lot closer to fifty fifty than I initially thought. Like initially, I thought there were closer to like I don't know, thirty people would prefer the RNG, thirty percent of people would prefer the RNG, but I think it's actually split down the middle where like. 50% of people prefer the crafting of the decorations and 50% of people prefer the grinding that we had in, in world. And it's just two different uh, play styles. I, I, another thing that I wanted to ask is like, did you feel that rise was easier than base? Well, no, it's like you didn't do the tempered investigation. So it'd be too hard. To I would compare. say, I, yes. I mean, everything up until Zenojiva, right? You have to compare the base games. You can, right. Like Iceborne is an expansion. So, so I have to say yes, but also world was my first. So of course yeah. I struggled with a lot more base things. Um, that said, I don't remember ever, uh, you know, outside of Anjanath and Diablos in low rank being my walls. Um, I kind of went into Rise and I was like, oh, this is so easy in Village. And I'm just like, yeah, just kind of killing everything easy. And then I met Zenogar in low rank and he's like, sit down, son. <laughs> I got destroyed. And uh, around that time, like in the higher Village rank, I was like, this is supposed to be easier than low rank. And I'm getting killed by like uh, Almudron and Zenogar and um, Magnamalo. And so at that point, I stopped saying this game is easier because I was dying but I was dying because of the new mechanics. Like I was wire bugging back into fights when you're yeah. supposed to wire yeah. bug out of the fight. Um, <laughs> what I want to comment though on, you know, how you were saying the player base is 50-50. I think there are two types of players. Uh, as consumers, you have the players that really buy maybe one to two video games yeah. a year. And those players, I would imagine, you know, they love to just like put in hundreds of hours into their game. So I think that RNG system plays very well to that player. 
And then you have players that are all about how many games can I get through in a, in a month, in a week or in a year. And that's where I'm a part. That's where I'm at. So I like to kind of like, give me all that content. Okay, we're done. Let's move on to the next game. Yeah. Um, so the two play styles will definitely, uh, the player will seek out different uh, type of gameplay depending on their approach. Yeah, for sure. It's just that this has definitely been something that we've seen a lot of clash within the community to the point. The the one part that gets me a little bit upset is when people start saying, Rise is trash. And I'm just like, come on. Okay. So you didn't get the same end game that you got with World. Now you're going to say the game's mm-hmm. trash. You know, it's it's a little bit of an exaggeration. The, the other thing was also like, did you think as, because you're still kind of like a little bit new, like sure, you played world and all that before you got to rise but in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of things it's still like it's your first monster this is your second one do you think that having the village easier was like a good thing or a bad thing oh great thing i loved i loved having the village at the low rank the high rank personally um it let me like ease into the game like i had fun yeah. going through village it was very comfortable and i love like checking off all like okay level one village done level two um so I don't have the insight though. When World came out, did you guys see that split in the community? Were people saying World is too easy? Like, was there that similar conversation in the community? There was. Um, it's like it's not that it was easy. the The thing that I remember hearing a lot was that Rise dumbed not Rise a uh, World dumbed a lot of things down. That's the thing that Over I remember hearing a lot. Or something, right? Yeah, or streamline something like that. But, but you hear the same thing with Rise. Like it's it's the old purist, and I understand their position. It's you know they don't want any of the old mechanics changed, so it's kind of sacrilegious to take away some of those more endearing older aspects. So like I get that, but um, yeah, I think I that get- was because World was such a departure from the previous games. It was such a an advancement in the formula. That, yeah, I, uh, I, I called think it, it was a little the- jarring. For- I called it the biggest evolution, the biggest evolutionary step in the whole franchise by hands down. Long shot, yeah. Long shot. Yeah. Well, we yeah. saw you saw that in sales number too, though. Yeah, it, it <laughs> oh, yeah. to a much greater uh, user. But like, I think I understand because just like a little thing, I love mining and world. You know, you go tink tink, yeah. and the fact that in Rise it's one tink, I'm like, uh, why couldn't you keep it three? <laughs> you just want to <laughs> like, stay like, there and like tink tink tink, just like mine. Yeah, the thing. like I felt like. Like I'm mining, like I enjoyed that aspect and the fact, and then it's like, oh, am I going to get like a rare one on this one? And the fact that you just go like, whatever he's, I use the monster hunter language. I forget what he says, but he's just like, and then it's just like, I was like, it's not quite the same. It's more efficient. Yeah. The way I envision it is that rise is an experiment of how much more can we push this towards an action game? Um, versus like a hunting more type of more like immersive type of thing that world was doing or whatever. It's great mm-hmm. for portable because it's fast in and out, but it focuses yeah. so much just on action. So like everything else is, is, is kind of simplified to a way that yeah. I, I, I like both. I don't have a preference between the two. Um, honestly speaking, but, uh, then again, I, I have, I can't compare myself to other people now because I've, I've got my daughter who's now into monster hunter, which is a dream. Yeah, come true. So like I, I, I'm experiencing something that most people aren't, so I can't really objectively... Well, there's no such thing as objective anyways in this type of stuff, but I can't look at it through the same lenses as others. I do feel because it's on the Switch, which is ultimately a handheld platform as much as we you know, love to say it's hybrid, 
um, the gameplay is very much designed, and, and I find this in all Nintendo like games that are designed for the Switch. Uh, they are built to be 30, like 20, 30 minute piecemeal experiences. You see yeah. that with Mario Odyssey. Like th people are like, oh, there's a moon everywhere you go. You just trip on a moon. Breath of the Wild. All of these game, all these exclusive experiences on the Switch, I find are designed for those 20, 30 minute chunks. Imagine putting a game like World on the Switch. Like I a lot of the times it. you're invested for, you know, up to an hour between the cinematic, the cutscene, the prep, and the fight, and then the post cutscenes, um, it's just a very different format. I personally prefer the more the console experience. You yeah, know? yeah. Let's take our time. Let's make it cinematic. Let's make it huge. Uh, but Rise is clearly built for the let's get in. You're getting your gameplay. You're getting your experience, and you're getting out. And it's perfect for like if you're doing a bus ride or a subway ride or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Capcom's always been really good at the the past games, and they always make points to mention this in their interviews. Is that they're always designing for the console and the the environment in which it's going to be played. So, like, the mission statement for Rise was, let's make Monster Hunter Portable again, kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, like, that was... And people don't... They're like, why don't you just put it on PS4 and Xbox? I'm like, it's it doesn't always work like that because the game design actually... There's a lot of times where there's a lot of good choices in game design that you can go, but you have to go one direction. And when you have a more clear vision of the environment and target user and demographic and where they're and how they're going to be consuming it it's that is what draws your attention i think when you take a, a mobile focused design game and put it on a console it'll feel kind of i don't know not inferior but it'll just feel different and this this is not why the experience that they want this is why both of us kind of like were you know a little bit in awe when they said oh it's coming to the pc as well we're like <laughs> that's weird <laughs> yeah how's that going to i suspect I mean, I think they because get the now... benefit that it's it's coming like a year later which is a long time but so i think it'll just be like there's no weird expectations about what that game is like people know what no, it, it is it's because capcom already knew about the steam deck and they're just like we're going to be on both the switches the switch there, and the, it all the makes switch sense pro <laughs> the switch pro that valve is working on we're going to be on both of those <laughs> i wonder how the world audience you know that they've only been on pc and how they're going to experience because i'm looking at rise people are asking are you going to double dip and honestly a lot of people have complimented rise for its graphics but maybe it's because I'm so it's so jarring from PC world to yeah. Switch Rise. I'm like, honestly, if the graphics look better on PC, like substantially better, because I'm not a fan of the graphics in Rise, like uh, speci specifically like the map. I love the village. I love the character design and the aesthetics of everything. But like when I'm out in the ruins and people are like, this is the best graphics I've seen on Switch. I'm like, uh, Switch, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, none of this awes me. Like, I remember playing Breath of the Wild and being more in awe. Like, I just felt the the artistic direction there was more like, ooh. Um, but yeah, nothing in Rise made me go, oh, this is graphically impressive. I think the game looks really good, but... Um, it, it And I think it's I, one of the most impressive games on Switch, yeah. It's, it's maybe yeah. not the most impressive game on Switch, but it is one of the most impressive games, uh, looking games on Switch for a third party. Well, now you're adding for a third party. For a third clause, party. I which mean, come on. I can it's agree like, with you there. Because it, it's like if you're going to bring out stuff like, imagine, for instance, Mario Odyssey, which, you know, is something that yeah. looks amazing and runs amazing. But, you know, that's Nintendo with their secret tech and stuff. You know, <laughs> mm. 
they they all they always do crazy stuff like being able like you would see a lot of times in PS4 right during the PS4 era where the Wii U was their console you would see most games on PS4 come and running at 30 FPS and Nintendo would be like yep here's uh, here's another 60 FPS game and yeah. <laughs> and like everybody like taking a dump on the Wii U they're like yep here's another 60 FPS games no problem it's like <laughs> I have to say I love the yeah. Wii U by the way I was one of the few champions like I was a YouTube creator that was championing the Wii U um, it's actually my biggest library back there, the Wii U. Well, in terms nice. of physical. Okay, anyways. okay. V- very quick, very important. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, I didn't like that one. <laughs> I'm ending this podcast right now. <laughs> wait, wait a second. So the Wii, the Wii U does play Wii games, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's um, the Metroid machine. The Wii U <laughs> is where you can play all Metroid games pretty much. So, I, I, now I have to look at I don't want to... If I if I give the wrong name to this game, I'll get roasted. So hang on. Uh oh. It's, it's I know game. the feeling as someone who like says yeah. bastardizes all the names wrong. The last story. Yeah, you could play that on uh, Wii U. Did you have yeah. you played it? Did you like it? I I haven't played it. it isn't isn't that one by it. by Monolith Soft? No, yeah. no, no. This is Sakaguchi, no? man. This is the father okay. of FF. This is my man, Miss Walker. I love that guy. So but much. I've I've heard very good things about Last Story as well. Yeah. I bought a Wii a second time just to play the game, and then I sold the Wii again. <laughs> Isn't it part of a trifecta of like gems? There was um, Xenoblade, Last Story, and there was a third one. It was all part of Operation, I think Rainfall. It was called to get these games ported to the West. Interesting. Um, yeah, I've 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 heard I've heard Last Story being mentioned in the same breath as Xenoblade quite a few times. I've played all the Xenoblade games. I love Xenoblade. Xenoblade. Okay, I so love Xeno. Um, what's the Xeno? Xenoblade. Xeno Saga. Before Xeno Saga, there was Xeno Gears. Gears. Did you play Xeno Gears? No, 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 no. I, I just played. Xeno well, Blade. I'm an OG. I'm the OG oh, now. <laughs> you win. Oh, roasted. <laughs> I love Xeno Gears. I could not get into Xeno Saga. Uh, and I I need to that's another franchise I need I need to properly because I did try Xenoblade on the 3DS. The, the, yeah, it's, it it's hard. It's hard to play that game on a 3DS. It's that's very the thing hard. I hate handheld, but like now that they have it on Switch remastered, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah, gonna dude. pick you up there. Very eventually. much worth <laughs> it. Just don't play Future Connected. That one's not good. <laughs> That's the DLC to it, right? Yeah, they made some weird deal. I mean, some people like it. I played it and I was like, ah, dude, nah, like, no, just give me. I, I, I would talk. rather have kept playing because I was like, I was in a rush because I thought that was going to connect Xenoblade 1 and 2. Yeah, and it doesn't. It does, it? No, not at all. Oh. <laughs> That's not what I thought it does it at too. all. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I heard two was really good too. Like people are yeah, really praising two. Is two is excellent. One, two, all the Xenoblades are excellent. Yeah, I love them. So what I didn't like, like I love one and two. What I didn't like about X was I'm not a, this is like, I'm not a big fan of the a placeholder protagonist in those games. Like, you know, you have oh, Shulk okay. and Xenoblade. Uh, in X, it's you make your own, and it's a silent. No, protagonist. in X, in X, it's Emma. She's the real protagonist, the girl that follows you around with the dual blades, the white hair. I think she's called Emma. Is she the thirteen-year-old? No. Or is she? <laughs> Why does everybody always think of the thirteen-year-old? Because I remember girl. the controversy where they like censored her, and everyone's like, "How they dare did. you censor?" <laughs> Hang on, that was weird. Gaijin's just looking around like, what are they talking about? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. Xenoblade is a weird thing, Gaijin. 
but I, I did enjoy it. To, like I made it to until I got my first skill and I went out with the skill and I died and exploded. And it's like, you need, like, I was so confused <laughs> with what I had to do to fix it. I was like, again, another game. I just like, nope, I hit a, I hit a point where I was like, nope. you got out with the skill and instantly blew it up. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I did. I, I guess I picked the wrong fight. I don't know. I was not responsible with my skill, but I, I spent, I was like, I grinded cause it's at level 30 that you get your like skill is a big robot. thing. Yeah. Yeah. AKA, the Gundam. It's the Gundam. The mecha. And I'm just, yeah. And I'm, I was like, all right, I can do some, like, I can finally unlock the like good parts of this game. And then it blew up. Right. I was like, what? No, because you don't, you don't get to fly at level 30. They give it to you, but you have to just like hover in the ground or something. And then it's, I think it's at level 60. You get to fly. Right. So, and let me tell you I, and let me tell you something when you get to fly they change the music when you're traversing the world and it's so good god thank you oh man you have to invest so much time to get to that good music <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um bringing us back gadget i believe you wanted to, to ask something earlier sorry no did i did i misread that no okay my I, bad. Uh, ditto you guys got into the new talk and i <laughs> you just got lost, lost. Okay. You brought up a uh, last story, and we just went Zeno. Yes, yes. <laughs> so if I, I, I'm, I'm afraid to even ask if you guys got to enjoy one of the best, and what I thought was the last true Final Fantasy game, which was not Final Fantasy at all, but the Lost Odyssey. I thought you would bring that up, and I have no. Not. Yeah, no. I, I know the music Lost though. Odyssey. The mu- I know the music. That mm. that was an Xbox only thing though, right? Yeah, that was an unplayed. Well, there you go. That's the problem. I, I didn't. Yeah. Have and it's Xbox. one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, I was never on Xbox either. So they never ported yeah. that game anywhere. No, no. So sad. No, because Microsoft funded to 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 develop that, and it's. I wanted one of the best. It. One of the best art JRPGs ever. Microsoft so. sure knows how to like, pick them because I believe that for a while Vesperia was also exclusive to Microsoft. Tales of Vesperia, and I hear that really good things about that one too. So the few JRPGs there are on the Microsoft platform, they're really, really good, according to what people tell me. Well, now's mm. the time to bring them out on Game Pass and so I can get yeah. on PC, yeah. PC Game Pass. I just want them to, and I've mentioned this before, I think, I really, really, really want them to update Eternal Sonata so that I can play it on backwards compat or something. That was another one of the RPGs I really enjoyed from way back when. Uh, it's the one where it's, it's from like Bandai Namco, I think, but it's it's where you're playing as Chopin. He's on his deathbed, and he's inside of like a fantasy JRPG, and it's oh. a it's it's a really cool action RPG where, like, if you're in the light or if you're in the shadows during the battle, it changes everything. It's it was a really cool one. So that but uh, this is I have not heard it, but I have a setup question. First of all, um, have you guys played Chrono Trigger in your lives? Nope. Yes. Uh, Oh my goodness, that's another one. How about Chrono Cross? There's there's the bigger question. I have, but that one's not worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess Gaijin specifically, do you feel um, DNA, Chrono Chrono Trigger DNA in Monster Hunter Stories too? Honestly, it's been so long since I played Chrono Trigger, I wouldn't know to be honest. Okay, that was yeah. a game that left a really big impact on me like it's one it was one of my it probably is one of my favorite jrpgs and monster hunter stories 2 is a game that like made me feel like 
16 year old Jay playing Chrono Trigger. I assume I was that was a, 16. I was just, that was a really pro segue into stories too. That is amazing. I, I've, got, I've got some experience. <laughs> how, how do you ta- how, how do you take JRPGs and 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 bring us into our stories too? Is it? I thought I'd be good. subtle about it. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I was like, I like that. So oh, that's how- interesting to hear though. It's Chrono Trigger. They've re-released a lot of times, and I know a lot of people have replayed it and re-loved it. I never played it again after I played it on uh, Super Nintendo. So okay. I, it's been a very long time. One of, but I remember enjoying it a lot. One of the things that I really appreciate about um, Stories 2 is how much I feel that, unlike a lot of JRPGs, how much I feel that it respects your time. Like, you know how in a lot of JRPGs, you get started playing a game... Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, okay, 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 listen, you're, you're starting to play our game, okay? Listen, let, let, let us give you two hours of exposition before you even get to press an attack button, all right? Oh, God. Yeah. So, so let me tell Zeno you about saga. this character <laughs> and this other character and this thing that happened in the world and how the world came into be and, like, all these... Like, stories, too, is like, hey, man, there's an island and there, there's some bad Let's stuff go. coming out of the ground. <laughs> go, you know, here's a monster. <laughs> yeah, Rathalos are leaving. Here's a monster. Let's go, dude. Let's, let's go is, get him. <laughs> to me, it is one of the best formed tutorials I've ever played in a game. Doesn't it even feel so like a tutorial. Not, exactly. It's not in your face. It only introduces mechanics when you need them. They're perfectly paced out. Like, the mm-hmm. team at Marvelous, because I think that they're the ones that develop, like, amazing work. Like, yeah. it's just, I, it's, it's invisible. It's like, it just naturally glides you along and you're right. It does, it doesn't waste your time. Like there's no units, the type she hates grinding. She hates it. She doesn't do mining. She doesn't do collecting. She hates doing the same thing over and over again. She wants high intensity action, mm-hmm. uh, you know, new generation demands, you know? Um, but, yeah. uh, I like the grindy <laughs> stuff. I'm an old man. So like, I like, I appreciate grinding the same spot over and over again, looking for that rare dent. But, like, mm-hmm. she plowed through the story because she was having such a good time. We ended up only being two levels different, even though I had oh. grinded 20 hours more than she did. Because so you're the game. The grinding has... was not worth it. No, it was worth it because <laughs> I have tons of armor sets that I really enjoyed that she didn't have. Okay. What but you don't is have like, is it... any. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do now. I have over 2 million now. So, update, update. I now have over 2 million zenny. Um, I have figured out, like you guys said, I finally <laughs> bought the expedition slots and I have all, I, I got dummy monsters in all six. It doesn't cost anything and you just send them out and they come back with a shit ton of money. It's great. Sounds exciting. And I know nothing about this. No, it's <laughs> it's like, wonderful. It's, I, I just think it's funny that you say I have two million zenny like that's a lot. <laughs> well, I just got done crafting like know, 20 I'm things. I'm joking. Uh, but, um, but it's great. So, but like so, the game respects it has a cool level up system so that it when you go to a new area or whatever it bloats the experience that you can get but they catch up by by giving a bloated bonus multiplier to your monsters that are under leveled so you'll notice like one monster will get like plus 500% and because of the way they bloat it you're almost always like it it remind me of the last story did this where they don't want you to have to grind actually so when you go to a new area just a f- like two or three battles you're, you're you're exactly monster, where you need to yeah. be to have a yeah you can you're now good enough to continue you're never going to hit a boss and be like I'm under leveled no it's you maybe you're under prepared but you weren't under leveled so the game never forces you to to do that and it's just mm. I'll knock it there's for, no fat on that game it's 
they left Kana in the tutorial area. Like I didn't, I thought she was going to be with me for the story. I just left the, I didn't even know there was a tutorial it's area. Okay. She, she's Until, not even the best waifu in the game. So it doesn't I, matter. Well, I mean, I haven't seen all the waifus, but <laughs> I was getting excited. I'm like, Oh, I get to play a game and Kana's going to be my partner. All right, let's go in there. Like she's, Oh, she, that's the tutorial train. I was like, this is a tutorial. She's temporary. What? Uh, she is lovely though. Is it? She, she's, she's really a ball of positivity. She's like, so supportive. And it's funny because it's, yeah. it's like, I don't even want to call her wife for good because like, that'd be like someone I want to hang out with. Like, she would be a good friend. Yeah. She's did you just, did you just friend zone Kana? <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah. Friend zone? <laughs> you just friend zone Kana off the bat. It's like, you don't even have a shot with Gaijin Kana. Sorry, you just got friend zone. No, he, he's already proclaimed his love for, uh, for um, another. You, 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 I, I haven't met her in the story yet, but. Mm, 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 I mean, mm, considering mm. you're only playing on Saturdays, it's going to take you a while to get there. Like, you... I'll be here till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so how how far have you made it up until this point? I've only done, I mean, half a stream, one and a half streams <laughs> so far. So I just landed in the second town and I'm on my way to investigate a rock. <laughs> which we all know is probably... <laughs> is uh, Basarios. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I killed the Paolumu. Uh, and yeah, off we go. So now I got this cool new guy. I mean, I honestly like Alwyn. Um, Alwyn. He's uh, he's got some he's got some pretty like good energy to him. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. nice. Yeah, I like him. He's stylish and he's pretty cool. I'm like, I'm all right with you in my party. You're no how, Kano, but <laughs> how do you, how do you feel how do you feel about like his? Um, I'm sure he's shown you his kinship move by now, right? Uh, where he's flying on the Lagiana, that one. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, like the the amount really of cool. <laughs> the crazy over the top, like and swirls around and comes down. Yeah, it's way better than a kicking dinosaur. Like that's what you got <laughs> with Kana, right? She jumps in the air and dinosaur kicks and gets like. Yeah, sonic but I don't know what that. language you guys are playing it on, but Kana does have the cutest laugh. And even Yuna, she recorded it. She goes, "Aha!" Uh-huh, when she does like her her kinship attack, does she do that no. in English or? No, when she jumps in the air, she goes, "Aha!" Uh-huh. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think she does that in English. No, I haven't. No, I'm Damn. playing on English too. I didn't. I haven't noticed. Uh, I, I'm playing in Japanese, so English text, I, Japanese voices. I started like like that, and then I. So when I did the demo, I played it in Japanese, and uh, when I restarted on PC, I asked the chat, and the chat per- asked preferred English. Yeah. So let the community. Yeah. I mean, outside of one character you haven't met yet, so we won't talk about him. I think the English is overall really well done. Yeah, uh, the it dub. is. Yeah, yeah I usually just, find it cringy, good. but here they did it well. Yeah, and Navido, what's your thoughts on him so far? Um, initial impression was I hated him. I'm like, oh, we got the annoying mascot. But there's a thing with mascots that when you don't know the mask, like there's something with like whether it's anime or video game, if they have a mascot at first impression, like I think they're annoying. Like before I even knew anything about Pokemon, back in like the '90s, I was like that Pikachu, that thing's annoying. And then you get to know the mascot and honestly, it doesn't take long. And you're like, yeah, he's okay. He's a mascot. Like he's got that mascot positive energy. So um, yeah. I don't find him as annoying or as cringy as I was expecting to. Yeah. I, I love him. He's, I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's nice. He's good. Like there's very few characters that have not grown onto me as psychic or like the only one is probably Skyward Swords. Fe, uh, is it Faye? Her name? Fee? Fee, I think. The sword. That constantly talks to you. I'm not talking about the Switch version. I haven't played that. Uh, I'm talking about the old Wii 
version. Yeah, I never never played it, so I'm not sure. I never played Skyward Sword. Either. I, I know what you're saying though, like with like sidekicks. So it's it's a it's a weird thing, but it's I think it's interesting because in the first stories game, which I'm assuming you didn't play, the first one. Um, yeah. No, I have not. Yeah, he he was more. It takes place four years before Stories Two. You don't actually have to have played the first game, mm-hmm. but he was there was a certain amount of maturity that he did through that journey. So oh. he was much more of a, an idiot, like in a funny way, but, but in a way that wasn't very helpful. Like mm-hmm. you need to go right. And he'd be like, we're going left. You know, like he was an idiot, okay. um, overly confident type of idiot. That would, was funny comically, but it wasn't very useful where now there's, they've, they've given him maturity and they really balance his character. He's got some really funny jokes a lot of times they're really like stupid and people don't get it and that's the joke and that's funny because they're all looking at him like dude just like you would not make it as a stand-up comedian but sometimes he has some like legitimately funny interaction but he's generally very helpful and he's super lighthearted. but i have to ask do you go nuts for donuts <laughs> if you don't have donuts how do you not go nuts go nuts the thing is that joke plays just as is weird in Japanese as it does in English because I was playing it at the same time right across from Yuna. She was playing in Japanese. I'm playing in English text. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're doing word plays different ways, but they're, it plays exactly the same. Um, oh. Like it's, it's a weird, it's a stretch of what he's trying to do. And everyone's looking at him like, what the hell are you talking about? And he, he doubles <laughs> down and he's like, yeah, this is a good joke. And they're all like, whatever, dude. This is a good joke. You guys <laughs> just don't hell? get it. Why don't you guys get my joke? It's so good. Let me, let me tell a, it again. This cringe. time it'll work. It's a it's cringe so joke. Funny. Right? <laughs> Not a hot dad joke yet. But uh, so I'm, I, I think you have a lot to look forward to, but it sounds like you're enjoying stories so far. Yeah. Like I said, um, I would love a Monster Hunter game in this, like a, a more traditional like world or rise with this aesthetic. Oh my god, mm. I would love it. I love. Yeah, I agree. That it I has... agree with that. I'm on board with that now. I was at first. He, w- he wasn't. He wasn't at the start. Was he was it? not on board oh. with that idea. He was resisting. He's like, no, no, no. This is different. <laughs> after after 110 hours of stories, too, I'm I'm full in for that the idea. Cell shading would be so cool, and you can make such a huge world with it. Uh, I love the Monster Hunter DNA. Like, you know, I played a lot of JRPGs. But the fact that I'm finding so many, like, oh, I get to craft my armor, but it's like, oh, I get to craft the whole thing instead of pieces, like streamline. Yeah. And there's just so many nods to, uh, you know, the whole fact, the first time I met one of the uh, the Palicos, the the ones that transport you ever, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to bring me back on a cart. And they did. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, that's awesome. Throw you on your face. It's It's a pure love letter to fans, but in a way that's not unaccessible to a new player it's 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 wonderful and they just hit a million shipped which is fantastic for jrpg so i'm very happy for them i it deserves much more sales i hope it gets it it kind of reminds me of the energy of i don't know if you guys remember this but like mario rpg you know you have the mario universe the franchise and the first time it was put into an rpg form and it's like oh and i have to buy my mushrooms and flowers and like i just love when it like a non- RPG franchise gets properly RPG'd. It's I don't know. It just feels so good. I mean, when it's, they can properly translate the the feeling and the elements into that format is just like okay, they get it. You know, 
it's funny yeah. that you it's funny that you say a non-RPG franchise. Are you trying to imply that Monster Hunter is not an RPG? Because <laughs> I will tell you, sir, it won it's a, it's the a hunting action. It it's hunting the, action no, no, genre. No, 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 listen. It won the video game awards for best RPG in 2018. <laughs> I will say it is not an RPG. I will stand it's my ground not, right now and say it is it, not it, it an is RPG. It is hundred percent not. Hey, if you don't have a level, <laughs> if you don't have a level for your players on RPG, I'm sorry. But the thing is, RPG, you role play, but as, here, as a character, you're yourself. It, you're you are. You're the one leveling up. The levels are on yeah. you. So you're not role playing. You are. It's it's more like life. It's, it's yeah, just exactly. <laughs> gaming. I am me in the game. <laughs> yeah. But RPG, uh, good God. But yeah, yeah, that that was a, a funny thing about them making it the RPG, and I was like, so I guess you couldn't make it win any other category, so you gave it this one because you wanted it to win something. Those awards are special, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I'm gonna be able to sympathize. But I'm working on the uh, alongside the Canadian Game Awards, which is fairly new. They've been around. I mean, they launched um, the same year uh, I launched my show, which was 2020, which is not a good year. Uh, COVID just kind of. I was gonna say, I was gonna not say a good it's year a good for events. That, I was gonna say it's a good thing that we did the podcast today and not yesterday because yesterday I was not in good shape. I was uh, that second. Oh, uh, you got the second I shot. Yeah, yeah, and it knocked me on my ass. Yeah, I st- I still need so, to get my second shot. I only got the first one. I'm feeling good today though. So yesterday was like, okay, now I get it. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. A lot of fatigue, right? Well, it's, I mean, at my age, it's like, I'm always waking up with achy bones, but it's like, it, it reminded me of how it was two weeks or so ago when I put together, uh, two large furniture pieces from Ikea (laughs) and the next day I was hurting so bad every joint in my body. It was like, it was just like achy. Like you touch your finger and you'd be like, ow, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be a a lump of of flesh. (laughs) I'm just going to sit here on this, on this bed and just and then the small fever out. comes and I'm like, okay, uh-huh. ha ha ha. I'm like, good. There's a war going on. It means that it's working. So that's good. So I was happy about that. Just play proof of a hero for your immune system. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it reminds <laughs> me of like whenever I get the, uh, the, um, the influenza flu shot, my, my arm gets like super bright red for three days and it gets super oh. hot. And I've always wanted to try to see if I can cook food on it because it's that hot. Wow. I thought that would be really funny if I can cook like eggs or something. You're, like, you're yeah, just thinking about you're just thinking about that Charlie Sheen movie where he just like you know boils egg not boils he just like fries <laughs> eggs on the girl's uh, stomach. That's what you're thinking about. Didn't I see that part. No <laughs> idea what that is, but that sounds interesting. What? It's uh, really damn it. What's about. the what's the name? <laughs> oh man, I don't know the name in English. I only know the name in Portuguese. It's it's a movie that's a parody of Top Gun. With Charlie oh, Sheen. N- Naked Gun, isn't it? No, no it's with not. Charlie Sheen? No, I don't know. Oh, my I God. Know. I can't believe... Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Speaking about movies, what did you guys think about the trailer for Legends of the Guild? I haven't watched it yet. What? what? Yeah, I know. What? I know. It's... it's here's, here's the problem, right? I was thinking that I would save it to watch on stream. But then I was scared to watch it on stream because Netflix are assholes and they'll copyright claim your stuff. Uh, oh, I watched it on stream. It's fine. It is? Oh, okay. Well, I watched it on stream and I didn't get hit. So let me double check. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Zero, zero copyrights. Yeah, because like on... You haven't seen it? No, no. Because like on, on YouTube, there was the one of one Capcom event where they... Um, 
Oh, no, they, they did a trailer for something that they were doing in a collab with Capcom. It might have been the Dragon's Dogma thing or whatever. And during a Capcom event that I was streaming on YouTube, it got caught by Netflix and they content ID claimed that footage. And I was like, wow, really? Like a, a friggin' that was on trailer? You, that was on YouTube though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on YouTube. You should watch yeah. it now. We can get your, your, your live reaction, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I can't ask you about it. That sucks. I'm hyped. I mean, I'm I'm super I'm super hyped for it because I I've already seen like it's Aiden, which is the, you know the the kid in yeah. in World, like the one who's in the, he's the he's, he's with you yeah. through several through several cinematics, <laughs> what? Yeah, the A lister. The, so like I'm hyped because it's kind of it almost feels like this was kind of planned from again just from what I know that it's about him. I'm like so they kind of planned the whole fatalist thing with the cinematic and all that, in a way around eventually releasing this which and there's a lot of people saying hey finally we're getting a monster hunter movie finally because well, the, there are no they, monster they had hunter this done, movie. i haven't this seen was any. done for this was done for a while and they've been holding on to it i think due to contractual stuff and whatever so not probably with that horrible disgusting thing called the monster hunter movie um but like is they're finally talk, releasing it is there talks of like I, I thought it was going to be a show. I was really looking forward to this being like a Netflix series. Is there ever talk of doing that? That you guys I, have I haven't heard about it because they they announced Legends of the Guild years ago, um, oh. like to the point that we the people thought it was canceled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they gave us one key visual of uh, the Ace Commander fighting a, a Nursilla, and it was exciting because like that's the story of Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, like the the ace hunters and gain to see their backstory because those were four characters that were all really interesting and fun and the dynamic between those guys was really interesting it would be fun to see like where they came from so they then took the focus away from the ace commander and they put it more on aiden which i think was intentional because he was featured in world mm -hmm. uh and iceborne um but it's gonna be really fun to go see their history because they're just a comical i don't know how much they're going to keep any of the original personality quirks of these guys but they're definitely keeping the punny nature of uh aiden which is good because he's he he used to be called the ace cadet and they didn't have names it was like ace cadet ace gunner ace commander and the ace lancer and it was the four of them uh the lancer is missing from the uh the preview um but it's like a Rick, I, I don't know if you don't want me to talk about it all. No, no, talk, but, talk, like, talk. Premise, I, it's fine. Yeah, the, the premise is the premise is that Aiden is like a younger boy. Um, he lives in a village that looks like Kokoto almost, and he's you know he's just like a, a you know adventurous, feisty young lad who, who who fancies himself like a hunter, but he's not really a hunter. He's like a wuss. He can kill like some Velasa prey or something, right? And so he's he he finds himself overwhelmed very fast um, by monsters, and he finds out that his village is on a crash course with uh, Lunastra, of all evil things in this world. Uh, and so the guild dispatches their ace hunters and he to, to help out, and he joins them to help out, and this is how he gets introduced to the guild and how he becomes a hunter. And so he teams up with the ace commander, uh, the gunner, and some other people, and they're going to work together to, to uh, deal with the Lunastra, who is migrating right through his village, and we know. Elder dragons, when they migrate, they don't give a shit what's in their way, their path. They'll just destroy it. So uh, I feel, that's going to be very interesting. I feel like I'm one of the people that is really weird about the things that I'm interested in when it comes to Monster Hunter lore. Because what I really want is like something that I can go and read about the shady 
parts of the guild. Like I want to learn the shady secrets of the guild. Well, you want the po- you want the political you want the Game of Thrones exactly of, of, of the guild. Like no, because because you know I I don't know if you've gotten into Monster Hunter lore at all, but there's a lot of things that the guild like keeps secret from people. Like they have oh. secrets from people to you know there are certain monsters. Like for instance, you know we know about Fatalis. But like Fatalis is technically speaking in Monster Hunter Lore, from my understanding, at least like a well-kept secret of the guild. Like we don't go to Shrade because, you know, Fatalis destroyed Shrade and all of these things. Like that was this well-kept secret, right? Until eventually mm-hmm. you have to fight in the games. And just like Fatalis, there's plenty of other things that the guild keeps secret. And I'm just like, what are all these secrets the guild is keeping? Why? Why are you keeping all... There's something shady going on in the guild and I want to know what it is. Well, the... <laughs> The guild's like the FBI. It's like the CIA. Or exactly. Right? They, they dispatch. They dispatch their hunters to deal with stuff before the general public panics about it. So they're mm-hmm. dealing with something that's completely unnatural, and they're trying to get it under control. And they don't like to share information uh, with people who don't need to know, because probably because they're trying to protect everybody. I'm assuming, but it's an organization, so there's some real idiots in the guild, and there's some weird rules. Um, so and know. they have the guild. There's the guild night system, which I I'm interested to know more about. Um, there's all this other stuff of lore that, but I think that's the point of Monster Hunter, right? They set up the the backstory in a way that it gives you some nuggets, but it lets you fill in the rest. Like they don't want to overcommit to the story, and it just gives you like this idea that, okay, there was this ancient civilization. Okay, there is this guild, and there's it seems really intricate and Gaijin. there's secret you know Here documents. Here it comes. Here it comes, Gaijin. Here it comes. Are you ready? <laughs> You should see how much he's glaring. (laughs) The equal dragon weapon. (laughs) I just love bringing it up every time. (laughs) You remember when Bandino said, no, it's not not technically not part of the lore. (laughs) Well, yeah, but so is the the spaghetti monster flying or orbiting around the earth. It's part of the monster (laughs) in the universe, too. You can't prove it's not. <laughs> I oh love how goodness. I love how AJ's like the equal dragon weapon. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm I'm googling it right now, and I'm just like, oh, what God. is this? God damn it! Oh. Okay, made of thirty uh, okay. corpses. If you want to, if you want to get some negative comments on the video, I can explain it really fast. <laughs> I, was just, I just wanted to drop like the whole. Uh, I love the idea of like a mature monster hunter where there is the guild that to protect the village. Maybe like a hunter was too strong. And so that's why, like, they send off hunters to, like, get killed. (laughs) And maybe that's the end of Xeno, like, the end of World, when they send you off on this secret, like, one-off mission against Xeno. I hated that ending, by the way. I'm like, why am I, like, I'm I'm this amazing hunter. I did all these great deeds. Now we're sneaking off alone, and I'm going to face this thing. Like, maybe that was supposed to be my execution because I was too powerful. And I could, like, fight the guild's power, right? There you go. See, exact. See, I like where Hey Jay is going. I'm telling you, dude, the guild is up to some shady shit. Oops, sorry. The guild is up to some shady stuff, and we just don't know what they're doing, dude. I'm telling you. I think the guild is just incompetent for the most part, to be honest. Because nah. usually in Monster Hunter stories, we we see examples of this, right? Like in Iceborne, when the general, you know, big badass, comes in, he's an idiot. He's a tool. He's a total man, upper management tool. Like he's a no, you can't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do. I don't trust you. No, they were wimps. Oh, they ran away. And like he gets everything wrong. He's an idiot. And you get this idea that the top brass of the hunters guild have are just tools. Like they just don't get it. 
And then it's going to be the, the, the hunter that grows up in that one little off village over in the corner who ends up saving the day. Uh, and the ungrateful bastards will give you, what, like 4,000 zenny for saving a village? Assholes, <laughs> as my daughter so, likes to say. The sequel dragon weapon is a man-made dragon? <laughs> I've planted the seed, Gaijin. <laughs> okay, I'll, I, Jay, I'll explain it to you. I'll explain it to you. And for every one of you in chat, yes, it's not. there's nothing proven not to have been existed. So this, this, these eye drops I have could be from the world of Monster Hunter because you can't prove that they're not. So, um, Came through the portal. Okay, so when they first started designing Monster Hunter 1, the first game, right? Capcom decided that the, the focus was we're going to make an um, an online like connected experience. This is going to be a game, and they started out you know with you know how most dev does they have creative exploration right, mm-hmm. and so it actually started out as a fantasy medieval game, so they had like wa- mages and warlocks and mm-hmm. and serpents and and all sorts of cre- like there was no felines there were goblins that were your companions, and the idea was to make a fantasy game, but then through the you know, early pre-production and then trying to figure out, trying to get a director, trying to figure out the right feel for what the game should be. They they actually dialed it into a more like hunter, more quote unquote realistic, more, you know, sort of like, you know, uh, down to earth kind of rustic feeling type of world with dinosaur monster wyverns. Right. So they purposely stayed away from dragons. That's why they call them wyverns. They actually went a completely opposite direction, but the thing is that they have lots of really cool, materials from those that time period in which they were brainstorming ideas um and then when they re, when they redo a numbered title they release an encyclopedia afterwards which has all the backstory um you know development art from concept sketches to oh. how the monsters originally looked and some you know it's a nice compendium and i don't think they've released these in the west uh all the all of them at all they did the iceborne one which is like this big it's like huge but it's a it's an encyclopedia. So there was some images in there of some of the early day stuff, like the Crypt Hydra and stuff like that. And they oh. had this thing called the Eco Dragon Weapon because they always liked this idea of having these remnants of a hint that there was like once an, and this is super like Japanese anime and yeah. kind of a ripoff in my opinion of of some of the Studio Ghibli stuff that they did. Um, but it's like they're, they're these hints that an older civilization once existed that had forbidden or or, you know, really advanced technology and that something happened and they were wiped out. And now we're like all rustic kind of, you know, old school hunters in a, in a village with low technology. But we find these little remnants of old civilizations and, and these, you know, the forbidden knowledge. It's, it's kind of a cool idea. So they kept it, right? And they said, we'll keep mm-hmm. the backdrop story of there being an ancient civilization. We'll feature things with structures. And you're like... What is that? And it adds a fascinating like the, element. The pyramid in flooded forest, for instance, see the big pyramid in the yeah. flooded forest. Yeah. That, so they'll, that would they'll be one keep of those in, in, yeah. So they keep in stuff, and they even ha- they kept in lore, like the the lore of the Shrade region and how there was once a kingdom and some mm-hmm. shit happened and they pissed off Fatalis and he wiped them all out. Um, so like, there's some old concept stuff that they never committed to the game because they're like, okay, well, we're just gonna keep this vague because that's and the world building can be all up to the players to to imagine and think about, but there's no reason to have to commit to it. It's just right. kind of a neat concept. This is why in the older games, the dragon element weapons always came from like relics and old stuff because they had the technology to make dragon weapons where oh, the newer cool. guys don't have that technology. It's, it's like some weird technique they didn't know of. 
So mm-hmm. something about the ancient civilization being able to harness the power of dragons, right? So there's little hints there. And so they, when they were coming up with like, it was still fantasy. They came up with, they had a concept artist come up with an idea, just, you know, brainstorming stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. Of, okay, how could maybe this worked out? And one of their ideas was like, and this is crazy batshit stuff, but it's like, what if the humans were overtaking the world, they were slaughtering the monsters, and they decided to take the corpses of monsters to create their own weapon, their own elder dragon using the corpses, like a Frankenstein monster? What yep. if they were using the corpses of like a hundred dragons to create their own elder dragon, and that would be used as a bio weapon against the the dragons that were fighting, you know, nature fighting back? Right. And so they came up with this, and it's very Japanese, the equal dragon weapon. It just means that it's it's a drag, it's a weapon that's equal to the power of a dragon. And there's a, like a grotesque funny. little corpse <laughs> of like a like a weird thing, you know, like um, it almost reminds me of. What's I've got the, the image here. St- I see it. <laughs> this, I don't know what the Studio Ghibli movie was. I'm trying to remember the name. Uh, was it Nausicaa or no? No, it wasn't. Uh, maybe I don't know. But there was like the, you know the old ancient technology creature they used the forbidden stuff. So, Castle anyways, they had the story. Or? I can't remember now, but they got rid of it, right? But they kept the old stories, right? Like there's there's lots of legends about the castle of Shrade that once existed, and something went down, and they kept all the hints there, even in Iceborne, right? Like Fatalis is a monster that hates humans; it hates hunters, and it will like out of spite meld them into his body for God's sake. Like he hates them. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. Like when I he did not grabs know that. you, it's a he there's hasn't a rare. Seen it. He hasn't uh, seen I, it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, they don't. Yeah, talk, okay. okay. <laughs> Let me preface that I'm not only spoiling it in the game. Yeah, I'm not. I would just say the lore behind it. Yeah, I won't get into it then because they don't really get into it in Iceborne. But I'm telling you, like, in the backstory of the whole thing is that there was a, a, a kingdom that was once there, was destroyed. They never ever commit to, like, what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the idea that people came up with was oh, this eagle dragon weapon is actual canon, like, it's lore. And like okay. they, they actually, this kingdom was delving in like black magic and and Frankenstein stuff, and so nature summoned some black dragon to kill them. And it's like, that's great head cannon, guys. But this is like it's, it's old like, remnants from uh, the game wasn't even that type of game back then, and they only kept little hints of that, and they leave the rest to our imagination. I wanna, so it's like, so I made a video like telling people this is not canon. This is just kind of like, you know, lore that they were just brainstorming and people had a shit fit. They're like, how dare you tell us that it's not canon and lore? It's like, I want to, I'm not saying, I want to make sure that the, the mention though, that like, I don't, I'm not saying that the equal dragon weapon is canon. It's just the reason I like bringing up the equal dragon weapons. I, I think it's a cool thing. I just think it's cool. It's I a, think it's a neat concept. Yeah. yeah. So Would I, I, I want to see it in I my Monster like, Hunter? No. Just, is it cool? Yeah, I sure. just think it's a cool thing, and it, it's a cool thing particularly because hey, AJ didn't know about fantasy. it. Like, right? Don't you think when it's cool, it the equal f- dragon weapon, right? It's a it cool concept. If it was a fantasy op- game. <laughs> like, it pushes the boundary of what Monster Hunter could be. Like, to me, Valstrax was a monster that I was like, oh, what could this <laughs> game be, right? Like, oh, a jet engine monster. Okay. <laughs> Um, so things like this equal, and by the way, Gaijin, you are the first video to show up when you type in equal dragon weapon and the first result is equal dragon weapon is not canon. (laughs) I pissed off a lot of people, (laughs) but, uh, followed by by a bunch of videos of equal dragon weapon versus fatalis, (laughs) which is probably, yeah. 
I mean, I don't know how you. I mean, you you got a preview of Fatality, so you saw the opening cutscene. I saw the opening cutscene where he like comes through the the yeah, yeah. castle gates or something. So, yeah. So you, yeah. So I haven't spoiled anything. For you. you got the premise already that they're going to Castle yep. Shrade and something went on, and that's basically what it is. Um, and I don't. I won't talk about what resolve they get during that fight or afterwards. Like that's for yep. you to find, but. They just arrived and they're like, oh, yeah, we can use the Dragonator. Wait, somebody like barricaded the Dragonator. What's going on? And then he shows up. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, you guys are idiots. And then, you know, your commander's like, nope, they got it. <laughs> you know, and then, oh, yeah. Shit. It's like, don't worry about this entire like squad we brought. Leave it to these two dudes. It's like, come on. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> it's even funnier when you watch that cutscene when you have like really like the Wiggler helmet or something like really. Oh, funny my now. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Leave it He's to these. got it. <laughs> He's got <laughs> And then they all run up the camp and run away, and you're like, wusses. And they're just yeah. watching as you get killed. Yeah. Like, and then, oh, my God. I'm like, what, what about like, the thanks. plan? The guild, the guild really helps out, you know? Right. We came with a plan, and everybody just abandoned it. I, I like know. that you do have at least one guy that stands back and, like, actually, like, I know, right? Fatalis. I was like, that was a nice touch. I'm like, oh. He's actually like he's not actually doing anything, but like it's adding to the experience that he's yeah. taking shots at. I am Fatalis. curious. I am curious if that's actual damage. Like if you just ran around and did nothing, would it eventually kill it? No, because like, you would, it, like, wouldn't get, you run out of time. There's time. Yeah, because does he do? Thing. Does he do enough damage or no? I doubt he does, he does do any, any damage. Got it. <laughs> uh, it's probably all cinematic. Yeah, smokes and mirrors. But yeah, I, it's I, cool. It's different. You don't see that stuff in Monster Hunter, so it's like that's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. Character come to life. But uh, yeah, I can't wait for. Th- but it's good to know that Netflix is is crazy because that means I'll have to be very careful uh, if I make a video sharing my thoughts about the film. Yeah, when it comes I, out because I I don't know. I I don't know. I tried using I tried using like still images and. And yeah, little still, still trailer for, the, for, the, for even the, the movie, and it immediately flagged all over. The place. Wow! Still images, you got flagged. I, I think the still images still got flagged, but the video for sure. And then I tried video still, and, and something music. else got flagged. Music and then I'm and like, you know what? Usually. Screw it. So I, I think I just made like, I think I took weird, crappy screenshots and just talked. At this point, I, you may as well just make it a podcast. I mean, you don't want to risk risk it. Yeah. yeah. It's, sit but it's like it's 58 minutes so it's like what's the point of sitting there talking about 30 minutes when you could just watch half the film anyways if i guess it's for the people who don't have netflix who are curious is it worth subscribing for a month to go watch or no yeah but i'd be excited that's in like two weeks two, three weeks three three four weeks yeah it's very close yeah it is very i close. love these Coming types right of the drops. time that i love when something's announced and it's like yeah you can yeah. have it within a month it's like oh it's great i don't say because it's gonna take you a while to get through stories and they're gonna start doing post-game content in just a few weeks um they're adding in call of taroth they've uh, already they've already added the palamutes yeah 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 but that's not post-game the palamutes aren't post-game content you can get that uh well it was a week it was a week after no, no, no. What I mean is you don't have to have beaten the story in oh, order to right. play the content. Yeah. But they said that all the DLC afterwards is going to be post-story, so you will have to have beaten the main story. Well, um, so you- it kind of works to my content style. Like I am, My brand and my content is not about uh, come and see Being my first. review. It's more about you've played it, come and see me play it now because it's more ah, about nice. my experience. There. So I never feel too rushed. I don't know if that's a that's long-term good. play or not. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, if my 
if my content play is right, like my sweet spot is always being maybe like a couple months or a year behind the audience. Yeah. But it also means that all the content is there, then you can all, you can binge it, so to say, all in yeah. one sitting. Yeah. Well, like Rise right now is a special case because I've caught up. And yeah. now it's like when new content drops, I'll be dropping in with everybody else. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Mm. Once I finish all those challenge quests, of course. <laughs> so when are you when are you starting your Dark Souls challenge? By the way, I'm kind of curious. Uh, next Tuesday, so on oh, July wow. 27th. So Dark Souls is Tuesday, and Monster Hunter is on Thursdays. He he delayed it to come on the podcast. It was, was supposed to be this, tonight. It was supposed to be <laughs> really? <Tuesday>. Yeah. <laughs> wow, uh, it's your fault, Rurikan. It it is I my look. fault because because listen, here's the thing, Gaijin, because like uh. There's probably not going to be a Third Fleet podcast next week because uh, this Thursday my wife is kidnapping me and I'm going away for a while. Sounds <laughs> sounds kinky. <laughs> <laughs> so I weighed all of that. Oh, and I was like, Dark yeah. Souls can wait. I need to talk to these two fine gentlemen. Because because like yeah, we've we've been, I, we've been wanting to get you on for a long time, but yeah. I'm kind of like I. I was so paranoid. I'm like, oh my god! I hope like we don't want to suffocate him because he's fallen in love with the franchise and he's getting through it. I'm like, ah. Yeah, we wanted well, to let of- you experience it like at your own pace, so that we could talk yeah. about stuff and like, oh, let's talk about Elytreon. Let's talk about this fight and that fight. And so we were like, we were following your progress. It's like, okay, so he's at this monster. Okay, l- let's wait a little bit longer. <laughs> It was a nice, like, even my community was like, when are you going to be on third? I'm like, you can, don't ask me. It's not my <laughs> podcast. Uh, but, you know, you guys were vocal of saying, yeah, yeah, we'll invite him. Uh, but we want him to get to a certain point. So, you know, as much as I want to kill Alatran on all that, I have to say one of my incentives is like, I need to get through this dragon so I can get, honestly, I thought you guys would only invite me after Fatalis. I'm like, I got to get through no. these two dragons <laughs> so I can go get my spot on that thirdly podcast. Uh, it was a very nice carrot to chase. So I was pleasantly surprised when um, you guys sent the invite after Alatreon. Uh, and it works fine. Like, I, I, I'm actually, the way I'm, because Fatalis, I think, is going to take me so much time, I'm actually breaking my journal. So like I had, I dub my world playthrough as like season one, my Iceborne playthrough as season two, um, mm. my Rise playthrough as season three. I'm actually dubbing like from this point on because Alatran was such a like climactic finale. Yeah, I'm actually at the next chunk of journals for monster hunter i'm calling it the fatalis arc and we're actually going Uh, to like focus more on okay now it's the story of how do i overcome fatalis like we've just encountered him what's the story to get to beat him yeah well i'm I'm sure you won't do what i did which is i stole his armor (laughs) his full set before i ever killed him you just slowly like sucked away parts i mean i (laughs) I, I yeah I would break parts and I would fail but I would slowly learn to fight and then I had my cat stealing all the rest <laughs> of the items and so yeah. I was able I got so close I said let's just go for it and I wasted eight to ten hours of stealing oh, with cats steal run <laughs> steal quit steal quit until I stole enough materials to make his entire set without ever killing him how do you feel about that I thought it was hilarious yeah. <laughs> people thought it was cheap but I thought it was funny it, it was funny because I, mean, I, I, I killed I killed a Latrion with an Latrion weapon my first kill was killing it with its light bow gun. So I, I remember I that there, there were people that would sometimes come in and, and like, they'd be upset over what you were doing. Like they're like, Oh, have you seen what Gaijin is doing? And I'm like, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And and like, I wasn't planning on think, it. I was just, I was trying, I was cheap? failing, but I was like, I was like, I got a lot of parts because I've been breaking stuff and I'm getting better at the fight. And then I'm like, 
if I'm this close and I found out that the cat can steal one of the rare materials, it's only a 1% chance. I'm like, I'm going, why not for the lols? Let's go for it. Let's see if we can steal enough of them was, to, to make was, the set. It was funny to me because I think that some of the people were genuinely coming. You didn't at it. earn it. No, no, no. I think some of the people were genuinely coming at it from a stand of like, pfft. Gaijin's like you can't do it. You can't kill Fatalis. That's why he's stealing this stuff. It's like you guys. Really, it's like you guys just really don't know this person. Like what? The, it's like we weren't even talking. Like we weren't even doing the podcast back then. But like I've been following Gaijin for so long that to me the notion that some people were like Gaijin can't even kill Fatalis. I'm like you people are just dumb. Like what do you do? What are you crazy? <laughs> God, it was so funny. <laughs> There's a nice like I don't know I think that's a fun story. Oh, I chipped away at his armor, built built a, a version <laughs> of him for myself, and then killed him. <laughs> I know it was it was so close. I figured why not? Let's see if it's possible. And then I real and then RNG got me the desire sensor. Oh, are, are you familiar with the desire sensor? I am I very familiar with the desires. <laughs> that's why I don't have a Safi armor right now. I'm missing two parts. Mm, no, like I'm missing two never... pieces for one piece of armor. Oh, I'll take a few God. streams. And it's a common piece too. I like I I melded all the rare stuff and I need like two like spikes or something. Like it's in one hunt I got like six. And then for the next three Safi hunts, I got none of this. Everyone else is like swimming in these spikes that I need. I'm just like, God, ah. yeah, Monster Hunter did this collaboration with uh Dragalia Lost. It's a Psy Games mobile game with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And they had a collaboration with Monster Hunter, and the main character g- gets himself some like Rathalos armor, and it's funny because like they they sit there and they have dialogue on the, like the title screen, and you're just sitting there in the menu, and he's like, "Why is it that it's only the materials that I wa- when I want a material that I can't get it?" <laughs> I'm like, they're making all these fun little jokes about the sensor. I didn't believe in the sensor because I was uh, I- I'm known for the streamer luck. Like everywhere I go, I'm just like, oh, what's this? Oh, another gem. Another like I, I'm picking up all these rare things that I don't necessarily need, and then it's only now that I'm in like super end game that I'm like, I need this. Nope, you're not gonna get it. Nope, nope. Sixty five percent chance they'll take it. Twenty tries. It's yeah. like no. <laughs> Literally, I was draw like I was getting the rare drops of every like other monster that I was jumping around, but the Safi like uncommon drop. Nope, you don't get it. And the funny thing is, the moment you get it, the next hunt you'll get like five. Oh, of It'll course. Of yeah, course. Here you go, by the way. <laughs> yep. So if you, if you do it with other people, they'll all get it and not you. It's it's just how it works. So in, um, in what were your favorite monsters in Base World, Iceborne, mm-hmm. and Rise? Oh, my goodness. Do I only get to pick one? No, I mean, no. no, no just nice. like, fair, okay, okay, fair in general. But, he, but you would like to know what his number one is. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I've, I've not ranked them to know. Um, I think by, by far, Alatreon, for, okay, let's start, okay, base world, let's start base world. Um, for some reason, I really love Tsitsi. Out of like, it's, there you go. I loved him, but I started getting so annoyed by him because I hunted him so many times. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with your flashes. Um, Tsitsi, Anjanath is like, Everywhere I see him now, I feel like he's my pet dog. Like he shows up in stories. I'm like, oh, Anja, my boy. Um, so Anjanath is a special place. Cool design. Oh, you're you're going to be excited when you finally get an Anjanath egg. You finally get to ride well, him. So I'm, just, that'll be fun. I, I just want like his armor. Like it's so powerful where I'm at in the game right now. I'm like, oh, how do I mm. get this? Um, what else? Okay, so in World, is was Glavinus in World or Iceborne? Glavinus is Iceborne. There you go, Gaijin. 
Glavinous. <laughs> that's Take not it. just to be just to be sure. That's the one with the like sword tail, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah, super cool. He had a cool theme song too. What Gaijin doesn't like Glavinous? No, he like no, he I likes Glavinous. It's, likes just, a, it's the... just a funny joke that <laughs> me and Eric's gaming have a fun like poop throwing contest where he loves Glavinous. I love Mizutsune. We love them both. Uh, mm-hmm. But then we'll we'll comically like throw shade at the other monster, because like oh, okay. there's um there there's four monsters that you I'm not sure if they've ever told you in your stream the faded four, these are yep, monsters that came in Generations Ultimate, which is Gamoth, Astalos, Glavinus, and Mizu, and you know, uh, Gaijin goes Mizutsune is the best, and Eric's goes Glavinus is the best, and I'm I'm Team Glavinus. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Glavinus. I'm actually pulling up Monster Lizard just to like refresh my memory of off, off everything. Um, like, I'm thinking of the ones that really. St- I really love. Ba- I don't know how to pronounce this. Basil Goose or Basil Juice. Yeah, uh, he's his, my favorite. His, he's my boy, Basil. His, Listen, we actually know the right pronunciation. That we actually know the pronunciation of that word now. It's Basil Geese. What? Yes. Basil Geese? Basil Geese. I guess that's. Okay. Um, his squeal when you're pounding on him, it's like, oh, I love hearing that squeal. Uh, That's so that, pretty sadistic, dude. Is that why you like Basil? Because you just want to hear him squeal? <laughs> I guess, and I, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be admitting these things out loud. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's such a like, I don't know. It fills me with hunter power. <laughs> um, and then in Iceborne, definitely Alatreon. I mean, such a good fight. Yeah. The fact that like it's so, like you have to be so tight with all the mechanics just feels really good. Um, what's another in Iceborne that really stood out to me that I'm thinking of? Um, I mean, I think I have a soft spot for Zenogar too. Just his theme song has like been etched in my brain. You and uh, I think everybody else in the Monster Hunter franchise has a... A soft spot for Zenorga. Zenorga is one of the favorites of most people. Um, so yeah, those are for the most part, like the ones that really like Stood if I'm out. gonna talk about like Kulu, I mean, but I feel Kulu's the meme. I don't know if it's worth Kulu's so cool. I I love Kulu. Like I think Kulu is a great monster. Like when you chase him back to, to his his, <laughs> his home and he's just like trying to eat an egg. It's so <laughs> yeah. cool. And then you get there and he just like drops eggs like ah leave me alone I, I love the Kulu energy oh this one's a bit uh, controversial I really loved and I don't know if I did it wrong or something I really love Kushala in World the design of Kushala uh, yeah, and the, just the, the fight the design. well and the fight I enjoyed the fight too um, this was in High Rank I think I think she oh she so, so in, in World okay yeah he's in, in World yeah so where you can uh, just flash him out of the sky every time that he flies. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't fight him okay. that many times, but I remember the first time, like he was my, like he was the first that looked like a dragon. Right. Yeah. And I just remember like the skin was like all like shining. And do you know, do you know the lore of Kushala Dora? I do know that it, uh, it sheds its skin. Cause I found yeah. it's, it's open skin and the mountaintops. Yeah, he sheds his skin and then he becomes like all white and his skin kind of like becomes metal again. It's really cool. Yeah. Like in, in the older games, you would have different versions of Kushala. There was like regular Kushala, then rusted Kushala, which is when he's about to molt. Oh, and then I think that's there's, cool. There, was there a white version of Kushala as well? There was, right? One where he doesn't know? Okay, so there's just regular Kushala and rusted. I'm sorry, yeah. I was always upset about the way they did 
rusted Cruella weapons because like that was a tough hunt. Like the thing is agitated as all hell. It's like about to shed its skin. It's all rock hard and whatever. So it's a tough fight, but as because they're trying to keep with the world building, the weapons are all like really crap sharpness. They're like really bad weapons. So mm-hmm. like you do, there's no incentive from a gameplay standpoint to, do to actually Cushel. farm this monster and fight it. But it's like, why would you do that? Give it something good. Uh, another notable yeah. from World was Tiostra, which Tiostra. I hate. I hated him at first. I was just like, this guy's dumb, and I'm dying a lot. But now, like he's he's just so majestic, and like he's got an awesome theme song too, and um, just so beautiful, so elegant. So I love that monster. So there's a lot of monsters that I think if like you can come around on them yeah. after a while. Yeah. Uh, then jump and arise. Um, is it Tetranodon? Yeah, mm-hmm. my boy. Another one of my boys. I love, Dude, I love, I the, love the chunkiness <laughs> of Tetranodon. Uh, Tetranodon and Valstrax are Valstrax, right? Yeah. Um, definitely. And like Kezu gets a special mention because that's the first time I met Kezu. It's like. <laughs> It's because wow. of him I stopped using. So when I started Rise, I was like, I'm going to try a new weapon. And I started with Charge Blade. And <laughs> I was okay until I made it to Kezu. And I was just like, bunk, bunk, bunk. Because uh, it wasn't like there were no good Charge Blades at that time that had sharpness. And I was like, what is this stupid? And like every other word I'd say could be like interpreted as like a dick joke. And I'm just like, this dumb monster is, I am done so, with so i went back to switch axe and killed him so wait is, your chat never taught you how to charge the sword no they did um i just was not very effective okay at it. okay because like I the sword the whole, gives like, you mind three eye. stage <laughs> i'm not sure i knew that yeah the, the sword um, I, just I, lets you hit anything it doesn't matter if you charge the sword you can go through anything oh i was also using i don't know if it matters i was using the switch skill that like lets you take the charge blade and go like with a saw and just like oh okay yeah 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 yeah. that you have to choose between that one and the charging the sword that's why okay so i gave up the sword charge (laughs) yeah um but kezu was quite an experience uh to say the least disgusting just so disgusting kezu was was one of my first walls because like he was the first monster that had like a, a horizontal laser and I was like, what am I supposed to do? I can't block it. What am I supposed to do? Because in the older games, you couldn't even block it. You're just like, zoom. And you're just like, it's your what? Like, no. what? How? So what do you do then? You'd Superman dive. Oh, right. Didn't you used to have so a that's... laser, Gaijin? Kezu used to have a laser, right? Huh? I'm not. Am I imagining that? I don't know. I was a Lancer, so nothing ever scared me. But you couldn't block it. Kezu had an attack that was unblockable. I remember something like that. Even, even with guard up? Okay, you had guard up. Yeah, I, back then oh, I didn't even I knew guard what up. guard up was, dude. I was like, "What's guard up? I don't know what guard up is." A uh, monster I, attacking I, is just an opportunity for me to smack it. <laughs> That's the Lance mentality. Uh, I'm just taking a quick look at the other rice stuff. There was a. It took me a while to like. I didn't like the early monsters in Rise, like all the like Izuchis and the Jaggies and all that stuff. I'm just like, what is what is this stuff? Let's let's get something like I, I I like my monsters big right like something big intimidating and then I met Zenogre like okay. like Kieran you will, you will right? do you love Kieran right Kieran's huge the last Ugh. the last time I fought Kieran 
I actually destroyed him, so I feel good about it. But before that, Karen was <laughs> so, bullshit. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, but you said you weren't very happy with Zora Magnaros, and that's a big boy. He's too big. Like when you are literally <laughs> riding a skyscraper, it's it kind of takes a. It'd be different if you take on if the fight introduced it where you're on your feet and it's like a Shadow of the Colossus experience, but. Yeah. It's not. It's presented as a moving building that you're taking down with artillery, basically. Monster Hunter has a few chunky boys and and big bellies, and I think. Have you ever seen uh, Zamtrios, the shark that blows up like a balloon? <laughs> no, I don't have a clue. <laughs> oh my! You you will love it. It's it's a shark that goes gets upset and gets like shark, like ice armor, and then he blows up like Tetranodon. He's all gelatinous and huge, and he's oh. like rolling around and jumping. It's the coolest <laughs> thing ever. You reminded me, I really love, uh, is it Goss Harag who like builds weapons of ice yeah, on his, yeah. On yeah, his yeah, arms? Yeah. I l- when I realized he, it's not always the same weapon, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then like, I just love breaking his weapons. Like, do it again. Do another one. <laughs> <laughs> I call him grandpa. That's what me and Yuna call him. Grandpa, He's the grandpa, old man, the old man grandpa, bear. Grandpa, he's like an Arzuros who's, who's just, who's been through some shit. So like he's grown a, an attitude. Yeah. Um, ah. Arzros is cute. I like the fact Arzros like when, once he gets your honey, he's just like enjoying his like he doesn't mm-hmm. even care that you exist. He's just like I'm just yeah, my you honey. Can smack him, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's actually I mean, people talk about that like it's a negative thing, but that's actually an official strategy to fighting him is to purposely bring honey. Because yeah. it gives you such a big opening. Yeah, it's so great. I, I hate when he takes my honey because I'm always carrying honey around to craft uh potions and it's like, Don't take my honey, I need that for potions, damn it. <laughs> So you've got a little bit of Arzuros in yourself. uh, There's (laughs) there's a funny joke going on in Monster Hunter here in Japan and in the West as well where people would join halls uh, in the gathering hall and ask you for honey and say, like, give me honey, please. Like, I've ran out. I can't make mega potions. And so you'd have to give, like, 10 of your honey to them and whatever. And it was just got annoying. And so, like, in Japan, whenever they do these, like, live streams uh, when there's, like, a new game coming out, uh, the producer, Dozo, he'll often say the loser of this or whatever has to sell all his honey and then save his game on the stream. <laughs> and so it's like <laughs> a running it's a running joke, um, like oh how precious honey is in in the game. It's it's funny. Like in Rise, I, I, st- I still have like, my, my three submarines going for honey in Rise. I think that he once had on a challenge had to sell like three thousand honey. It was crazy. Oh no. I uh, I didn't appreciate Honey until Rise because I don't know what was going on in World. I I must have been getting like Honey through item drops and stuff just constantly. But in Rise, I hadn't set up my subs early on, and I was just like going through monsters, and I was like, oh no, I can't make Mega Potions anymore. And the, that was the moment where I'm like, it's time to invest in submarine building, <laughs> and I just went off and did all these gather quests and uh, built up the farm. That's the thing. I always neglected the farm in World, and uh, everyone's like fertilize your farm or like open up your boxes yeah i think it's because i'm i joined after all the content like the game just gives you a lot of the tools yeah Yeah. if you're doing if you're doing the um what's it called the the steam thing in iceborne Mm. it's just it's just giving you everything like i i actually capped mega potions like i capped them it would automatically sell them when it would give me more potions which was really weird wow. <laughs> like i had so many <laughs> that's a fun system though the steam works yeah i like these like yeah. little quirky things uh, in in the universe of monster hunter 
Yeah. Quirky so I gotta ask, who's your favorite villager of uh, Kamada? Uh, Do you have a favorite villager? That's in Rise, right? Like I'm bad with names. Yeah. The yeah. Rise Village. Yeah. Um, I mean, it has to be again. I wouldn't know them by name, but it has to be the uh, um, Bunny Dango girl. Ah, Yomogi. Yomogi, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's adorable. She's not annoying. Yep. She's helpful. She's got the right spirit. Fugin is probably like second, but he, I'm just like, Why you played doing anything. You played Rise <laughs> in Japanese, though, right? Japanese uh, voice Monster or no? Hunter Land. Monster Hunter language. language. Okay. Because in Japanese, if you feel so weird first, if you put like the uh, Yamogi as a as a mounted thing as a summon in the rampage, she just goes ah, da, 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 da. she starts screaming. <laughs> she actually screams really as funny. she shoots up. It's really funny. I think she does that in in Monster Hunter with the Monster Hunter language. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how they added all that weird lore behind her. I don't know if you guys are aware of all the lore. You are, I'm sure, Rui. I know about the kid. Are... There's a kid who oh. has a crush on, I think, like Komitsu, the girl who sells candy apples. Uh, yeah. Yes. Her. <laughs> I know. I know about that yeah, little so, like village secret. Yeah. So I can I, I can tell you about Yomogi if you're interested to hear. Yeah. Sure. Of course. So Yomogi, uh, you know how you have your cat informant in your room. Yeah. Who will tell you things at certain points. There's a lot of dialogue we all missed because it's hard I... to tell all the points in which you. I wish they would have had it like. You unlock the messages like one through whatever twenty, yeah. and you can see which ones you're Because I didn't know until quite far in. I was like, "Oh, there's a cat there." <laughs> yeah, um, but they mentioned how she wasn't actually born in Kimura. She mm-hmm. was she was brought as a young, like child, baby. I don't know, uh, by a mysterious Wyvarian who brought her oh. to the village. And Fugen, Minoto, and Hinoa know her origins, but they won't tell anybody. They keep it secret, and even she doesn't know that she didn't come from the village. Interesting. Um, and so they, they they hint at her having some connection with some other country or something to do with royalty or whatever. So there's there's almost hints that she might come from Randine's country, because Randine yes. comes from a a more western sort of uh, land with a queen and and military and, and kind of like more western stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Randine's backstory is that she's there to try to poach. Hammond and get him to come to her country so he can make weapons for them because he's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this, they, they had some fun developer tweets, which it was not in the game, but they said that, um, uh, oh, what did they say about her? It was really funny. I love these kind of layers to-, to the lore. Like I haven't, you know, I, I figure I always get into that stuff a lot more like after I've been in the game. It's like, yeah. okay, I want more. Yeah. So you start digging, right? Well, that's a fun one. And then the other one they just tweeted about the other day was about Komitsu, the girl who sells candy apples. Uh, they were, they yeah. had a tweet saying that she uh, apparently joined in on one of Utsushi's uh, lessons to some of his apprentice hunters. And oh, they yeah. found out that she's she's actually got like a natural talent for hunting. And oh. she's she can wield a hammer really good. Oh, a hammer man. <laughs> so I'm really That's hoping awesome. that they add like a candy apple, you know, so we could smack people with it. That would be nice. Yes. Uh, I think I like, I don't know. I wasn't so lucky with the novelty weapon with the switch axe because it was like an origami. Yeah, the origami. Okay. It's so hard to tell. Unlike, am I an axe mode or sword mode? I don't know. And at this time uh, I was, it was early on in the game. So I was still trying to get used to like combos and, and switching. And I was confused half the time. 
Oh, so yeah. Once I upgraded, I, I'm like, I'm not going back to that thing. <laughs> Looked cool with my whole like pink samurai outfit, but uh, very confusing. I dubbed myself the strawberry samurai through that journey. Strawberry samurai. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a good look. Oh, man. Good uh, stuff. So, so listen, guys, it's, it's 3.30 in the morning. I'd, I'd love yep. to keep it going, but pretty soon I'm not sure that this is even going to fit in the audio version of the podcast because we've been recording for three hours. How much almost, do you trim this down to? What do you mean? We don't trim this down. Oh, okay. Down. There's no trimming. Okay. Trim no trimming. This so we got three hours, and, three hours and 20 minutes or so. Yeah. No, no. Oh, People like the whole experience when it comes mm. to the Third Fleet podcast. Because like this is more of something that people listen in the background. They're not actively watching the video most of the time, anyway. Yeah. So they didn't see me pick my nose seven minutes twenty seven <laughs> seconds ago. They're definitely going to look at it now. <laughs> 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 but anyway, uh, guys, as per usual, there will be like links to all of Hey Jay's stuff in the description below. Make sure to follow him uh, on all this stuff. He streams on Twitch. There'll be links to that. He has the journals on YouTube. What is the next thing that you're working on? Uh, it's going to be Dark Souls, right? Next Tuesday or? Yeah. Next Tuesday, July 27th is the Dark Souls journey that starts. Journals will start there. I'm continuing uh, my journey against Fatalis on Thursdays. And Monster Hunter Stories 2 is uh, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern time. It's it's a very chill stream with some coffee and good vibes. I can tell you right. right now that you're probably going to get a lot of people that will want to watch Dark Souls. People love watching, um, so, you know, people someone new going new through players. new players going through Dark Souls. Something that people love watching. I guarantee it. It's so good. I look, you know, when I started, not to like extend this, but when I did my first Monster Hunter stream uh, on Twitch, I was averaging about ten viewers before the whole Monster Hunter thing. Yeah. And after we saw that the videos were getting a lot of attention some of my community members are like, oh, you're probably going to get like 1,000 people tonight. I was like, no, it's going to be like 100 viewers max. The first night that I saw Monster Hunter on stream, we capped at like 730 like concurrence. I was wow. just like, oh my God, so <laughs> many people. Um, so, But it's been a fun ride. So I, I love uh, sharing that experience with everyone. Yeah, that's awesome. Gaijin, uh, when are you going to do your next uh, Stories 2 video? See that's 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 the hard thing because one I'm I've been struggling with time to be quite honest. Yeah. You um, and me both. And now my daughter has my daughter just started summer break uh, yesterday, which means that she's home for the next six weeks, home all day, sitting in the other room while I'm here remote working, um, which is not a fun situation for a child. Yeah. So I actually just I just bought her uh, an iMac yesterday, her Ooh. first computer. So. She she likes to draw, and I share those drawings on Twitter a lot. So she she's now middle school, so it's about time that she has her own computer, and learns how to use keyboards well, and stuff like that. So and that'll keep her hopefully busy through summer break. She wants to try to mess around with some like drawing uh, software and give her the Adobe Suite stuff like that. <laughs> now I think she's uh, looking at this thing called Spine. It's a way to rig like two D art so you can make like live two D stuff. Oh yeah, animate it. So, you know, she's still asleep, actually. It's it's hilarious. Um, but, uh, yes, I'm going to be really busy, obviously, because, like, I'm not used to having to make lunch every day because they, they have meals at school. So it's going to mean I'm going to be even more busy. Um, that and also I just found that in uh, Stories 2, I'm just enjoying 
the discovery aspect of it because the game is not yep. too big. It's not too. What do you mean um, it's not too massive. big? It's huge. No, 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 no. It's not massive enough that like okay, if I didn't find a guide, I would have lost tw- ten hours of screwing around and been wasted. Like I never feel that. And there's always fun discoveries along the way if you go the wrong places. So like. I don't, and there's enough guides out there already. I don't want to do like, okay, here's where you do to do that. Like other days it becomes like a cheat sheet. Like you're just going through the steps and I'm not interested in that, but there are some mechanics and videos and stuff that I want to do. Um, like, I don't think everybody truly understands the dual attack system and why it triggers sometimes and why it doesn't and stuff like that. So right. trying to break that down into consumable ways is something I, I plan to do hopefully soon. So another, another that, question. That and I have to show off my monster. I finished Yuna the other day. She's finally I, finished. It took I was about to ask twenty five eggs. Is it your twenty five eggs? Is your team ready for I PvP? Got She's done. Yuna's ready, but not my. I don't have any other monsters ready. Well, Yuna I, is ready. I Yuna don't. Yuna is my white. I'll just say no, Jay. Uh, Yuna is my white Diablos. Monoblos. Uh, white Monoblos. Sorry, sorry, Monoblos. I don't know what that is. And it's it's fully <laughs> it's like, maxed out. You see how Diablos has insta-kills. two horns. So Monoblos only has one. <laughs> yeah, and this thing so, is more aggressive, fast, and violent, and it it oh. personifies my daughter perfectly because she's <laughs> running around screaming. Okay. She can one hit kill me, and uh, so yeah, I called her Monoblos, and uh, it's she's perfect. So it's more I'm gonna start working on my second one so I can do some PvP because I need to I need to beat you up. It's it's more aggressive and violent because it needs to compensate for the fact that it doesn't have two horns. It's like it's only have one horn. So like I'm mad. I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was well, gonna, I was gonna hopefully ask, soon. But I'm still eating up the game. No, no. It's, it's listen, too fun. my team is also not ready for PvP, but yeah, because it's, I'm it's going go away, on. I'm going away for a while. Fight me tomorrow. Let's fight. Well, tomorrow for me, it's gonna be like tonight for you. Tomorrow, hmm? fight me. That could be fun. Yeah, I'll, we'll we'll record no, it. If if, if, it, if timing works out, <laughs> I'll fight you at Christmas. When I exactly. make it to the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can actually you you can fight me now if one no actually no, no can't. I can't even play. Yeah, no, you, you gotta get the bed right it. now. No, you no. What I mean is you you just need to unlock multiplayer because you can actually fight early. Le- I mean you'll get oh, trounced, okay. but <laughs> yeah, I haven't even unlocked multiplayer so. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. Um, well, well, hey Jay, thank you for coming on. I'm I'm a huge fan of your content. I'm happy I found you thanks to Master Hunter, but I do enjoy your other stuff as well. So I'm very excited to see your other journeys as well. Uh, I have to, and hopefully everyone else will will discover you too. Yeah, well, I have to say really thank you both. Uh, you know for the opportunity and also for the visibility that you helped bring to like my first video of hating Monster Hunter. Honestly, like we wouldn't be here. <laughs> If it wasn't for your support initially, uh, a lot of the community leaders having shared that video and talked about it and then also helping me along the way, uh, whether, you know, it's commenting on the videos on Twitter, like dropping in to stream to give me some tips or even making the content you guys do. Like sometimes I look at videos to understand how to do uh, like your math video Gaijin for Alatran became very useful. Um, So honestly, like a lot of the success I have experienced and a lot of the experiences, especially the, what I have experienced this past like six months is a lot. Thanks to all of you, the community leaders, the community as a whole. And I'm just really thankful that like I discovered all you guys and you guys have been so supportive. So thank you. Thank you. And good luck on the upcoming Fatalis journey. This is going to yeah. be a fun one. 
it's gonna it's a whole other level (laughs) you're gonna love it but anyway guys that is gonna be it for this episode of third fleet podcast you guys enjoyed it hit up with a like if you did not enjoy it hit up with this like we'll see you guys in the next one stay strong stay safe keep it classy (laughs) you took my line (laughs) keep it classy everyone (laughs) 